Nana. Burton. And we're Blurred for Us. We're Blurred for Us. Yeah, I've I've been forgetting to do that in the last couple of weeks, so I, I remember this. Ah, that's right. Um, I I'm apologising in advance if the levels are a bit all over the place. I wiped down the mixer today, and in well, I not I, I gave I tried to give a little wipe down, um, as best as I could. So the dials are a little bit all over the place, but I'm pretty confident everyone can hear us quite fine. It just might be that we might sound. A little bit louder than normal um but yeah um we it's me and martin today we were meant to have a guest um from the states it's uh, black history month over yeah let me try that again it is black history month over there so i wanted to have a guest and we could uh, review um some things for black history month um unfortunately our guest um child wasn't feeling too great so he you know obviously you gotta deal with that first um but i will i will line up that guest again for another time um i'm not gonna say who it is so i'll use it a bit of a surprise um but um yeah so stevie and hopefully my car will be back with us next week um don't know who else will be joining us um but guys i'm not gonna make no promise of a short episodes this has the potential to be a very long one as there's <laughs> quite a few different things to talk about um so yeah, without further ado, let's like just get straight into it. Um, Martin, fill me in on what you've been up to since we last recorded. <clears throat> All right, so I've been watching anime and, man- <clears throat> and reading manga. So Doctor Stone episode six, um, a, a, a good episode. Um, watch Kaifuku no Jujutsu. Uh, sorry, Jujutsu Shi no Yorimoshi. That's We Do Hila episode six. I love a good episode. Um. Uh, this was actually the reason why I think it was good because of the introduction of a of a newish character, and I have a feeling that uh, this character is going through uh, a spanner in uh, in the works of um, of uh, uh, first his name is Kiraguru. Um His his name is very hard for me to pronounce for some reason. Um, but yes, by the main, by the protagonist, it's got it's going through some uh, it's going through a spider box there. So looking forward to how that progresses. Mm-hmm. Um, Jutsu Kaisen episode nineteen. This episode just had such sick fight animations. Oh yeah, um, it was it was friggin' awesome. Um, I was I'll, I'll try not to spoil anything, but just you know just build up from the previous episodes and stuff like that uh, with the demon that they're currently fighting against mm-hmm. it's 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 so it's been it's very, very animated that's all i can say um so if anyone hasn't watched it yet um you're in for a really good fight scene and obviously based on a story based around it as well um i also watched hilda um well actually i've watched hilda for a couple of weeks now mm-hmm. i'm still on c i believe i'm still on season one actually okay. and i'm 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 loving it. <laughs> I've only watched like the first two episodes. Um, it's definitely something okay. I need to get back and keep keep watching. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be obviously watching it like maybe a couple episodes here and there. Um, once mm-hmm. we get to the end of it, then we'll definitely sit down and hopefully review. Hopefully, in like maybe I want to say maybe mid March. Hopefully, um, mm-hmm. I'll have it finished um, because we're gonna, like slight spoilers we're gonna be reading a lot of different things next week as well so um yeah. I, I i will be busy um so i'm gonna try my best to get everything watch that um, all right what's your what's your um take on your surface thoughts on hilda um, from what you've seen i'm only like two episodes in. it's fun isn't it? it's entertaining like i look forward to seeing where it's gonna go um the animation's a bit i wouldn't say weird but it's just a little bit different it's not like um mm. 
like Japanese Japanese animation, like the anime that I'm used to watching. Um, but it it adds a little bit of like flavor to it. Um, I'm interested mm. to see, again see more of the different characters because like right now, realistically, I've only seen like Hildar, her dog, weird dog thing, and um, mm. uh, the little elf guy that she yeah. like, helping her. So obviously, like I'm sure the story's gonna expand on that. So um, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing more of that. All right. Um, my sense for Hilda is that off that um, I quite like the animation style. It's a, it's a westernized animation style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like for some reason I like the balance of the colors they use for where it's daytime and and nighttime. It's it's very very interesting. Um, they're all very warm colors in daytime and nighttime are cold colors but the animation as a whole is done very well and also i like the fact that it's one that i i, I think kids will like it's definitely it's, i definitely can't class it as an adult um as an adult animation mm-hmm. but i think it's one they can sit down with the kids and enjoy it together because it's so nice it's very easy on the eyes as well mm-hmm. um i continue with my week um i'll use zero season two episode seven um for, for some reason, this arc is really... I'm struggling with this arc. I mean, I know everything that's going on. Um, it's doing a bit of a backstory to a few characters. Um, just, just to sort of explain the world that they're in. Mm. Um, episode 7 was sort of like the finale of that... Not maybe the finale of the arc, but finale of the flashback. Um, or backstory. So... Hopefully next week will pick up, um, but so far I'm just not as entertained as I was with uh, the last season. I would say. Yeah. Watched the Kuma Desugai so I'm Spider So What episode seven. I mean, this anime is I I I'm enjoying it so so much. Um, again, it seems like every episode she's gaining abilities and stuff like that, but also now that. You know, we've seen a few, bit more of uh, her classmates and what they've become. Oh, oh, yeah, what they've become and how they're perceived in the world as well. It's very interesting. And I, I think we're there at some point they're all going to meet up. Uh, under what circumstances? I have no idea. Mm. Um, like, but it's just very, very interesting. Like I said, one of the things I do like about this, this isekai is that we've got the we're following mm. the main character who's turned into a spider, but then we're also following mm. her classmates that have also been. Um, transport into this isekai world and have been reincarnated as different characters of like different abilities and different status in this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, even though it started off really slow, like I am, like, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like I'm watching it week to week. Um, I look forward to kind of seeing how the character develops as they go on. And um, yeah, I'm looking for, like I said, I'm look, I'm looking forward to continuously continue watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, Mushoku Sensei Isakai, which is the Jobless Reincarnation one. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it dropped today. I may not have been last night, but I watched it uh, just before uh, we started recording. And this episode is another good one. Um, again, what drew me to this um, anime was the fact that sorry, have it a, was. I have a question. I'm sorry, I have a question. Is this is this is this the episode where they give the girl a day off? Well, they tell me it's his day off, but yeah, the girl the last day off because she's going to be celebrating. Um, Oh, she's learning something new, I'll say. I think those... Um, Jobless Reincarnation drops on Thursdays. Thursdays? Okay. Yeah, I, okay, I, for whatever reason, I didn't. I missed it and was able to watch it just today. Okay, yeah, because uh, I, I watched it a couple of days ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, this, one, this one was a good one. Um, and again, like I was saying, what drew me to this, um, 
I don't know, wasn't just the fact that it was, uh, I'd say, um, um, was it a middle-aged man? Perhaps. Yeah, um, he was middle-aged. Okay, middle-aged man, yeah, being reincarnated into another world with magic and swords and beasts and whatnot. Um, the actions were really to us, I just, you know, the way he learns about the world and whatnot. And also the, 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 the edgy stuff as well, not gonna lie, like, the mum getting plowed by the dad, that was hilarious. Yeah, and he's a baby, but he's fully aware of what's going on, he's like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> um, but, also, you start to see a bit more of the, not just the world around him, but how he interacts with the world around him, knowing that, yes, he's this middle-aged guy in a kid's body, but at the same time, he's still able to be a kid and sort of live the life that he wanted to have through his reincarnation, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, another another nice um, a nice one to watch. I think the last few episodes actually have been you know cute, nice, all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, um, you can go on that one. Um, Kimbo Jihen, which is uh, I think it's Beast Detectives, um, episode seven. Um, this episode was another good episode. Um, it gets like it gets a bit dark this episode. Um, so again, it's not, it's nothing. Um, I'd say well, there's nothing that will stop you from watching the episode, but um, I mean, it's still it's still a good story, um, and I like to see how the story sort of unfolds or how it ends. Um, also, been watching the crew, so I've watched up to episode seven of the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, the crew is interesting. I like it. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit later on, but so far I'm I'm, I'm genuinely enjoying it. Um, it stars uh, Kevin James mm-hmm. as uh, I guess he's the um, he's the, he's the I would say manager. He's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the like chief, uh, chief. Chief, that's the one. He's the crew chief yeah, of yeah. the of the NASCAR. Um, so he's the crew chief of the of this NASCAR team. Um, and you have uh, his boss, I can't remember actress's name, I think the actress's name is uh, Julian um, Miller. Um, she's uh, the young CEO of the of this NASCAR uh, team. Um, not only is she young, but she's also very tech savvy, so seeing those two worlds sort of meet, uh, it's, it's, it's very relevant, which is why I enjoy it. You know what I mean? Fair enough, it's a comedy. Um, it's doing NASCAR, which fair enough. I kind of enjoy NASCAR only when it's on TV. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. Yeah. So let me just give. So the Cruise of America comedy streaming television series created by Jeff Lowell for Netflix that premiered on February fifteenth. Um, the series stars Kevin James as the crew chief of of a NASCAR garage. Garage, garage, garage. Uh, stars Kevin James, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, Gillian Miller, Freddie Stromer, Garrett Anthony Williams. Dana Sarah Stills. Uh, music is by Alec Perker, um, and it consists of ten episodes. Um, I binge this in one sitting. Um, mm. Michael Michael Winkler from the Leftover Army um, posted that he was watching it, and I was like, okay, I just I've seen it pop up on Netflix, um, but like I wanted to know if it was good, and he said, yeah, it was, mm. it's it's cool, I should check it out. So then I was watching it, and like I would give this a free piece. Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it was like old school comedy, like from like I don't know, like the nineties, early two thousand. Yeah. Um, in my notes, I just put like the product placement in this was absolutely relentless. Like, literally, yeah. so like it was so obvious as well. It's um, probably like, the Budweisers, the Heinekens, the um, I think it was the Chevrolet caps, uh, a few more things. But I understand why because with NASCAR, a lot of it, a lot of the money that the teams um have 
Uh, literally, it's literally from advertising. Um, so yeah, it makes sense that there'll be all that product placement. I think also um, they must have done deals with obviously real life companies as well, just to uh, show the products. Yeah. Um, which is it's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I'll probably give it a three piece as well. Yeah. Um, and what was cool because obviously I was uh, tweeting that I was watching it, and mm. I must have said that the crew is like an awesome show. Um, I'll, I'll give it well. I'll, I'll give it a free piece, which is four out of five technically. And the creator liked my tweet, so that was pretty <laughs> cool. So uh, yeah, guys, um, you know if you haven't done so already, um, Bloods are us are on Twitter. You can search for that and give us a follow. And I'm sure you appreciate. It. But yeah, it was cool because like he's all blue ticked and all sorts. So I think oh. I think it's potentially the first person other than Kevin Shanks. That's blue tick, that's retweeted, or not retweeted, he liked it. But it would have been nice if you retweeted it, but it was cool. I was gassed for a moment. Uh, it was really entertaining. Um, yeah. Um, and two months ago, so I've been reading Karate Baka in a different world manga. Mm-hmm. And now I did mention this last episode that there's an anime coming out, so I did my best to read the manga. Um, for me personally, I, I give it a half chicken. The reason I do that is that, yes, it's okay. Yes, there's action in it. But so far, there have been a lot of chapters that have been released. Only 10 chapters. So right now, I'm up to date with just 10 chapters. Mm-hmm. So I haven't got enough information from those 10, 10 chapters to see just how... Um, I don't know, just, 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 I don't know, more about the... I guess more about the world and X, Y, and Z. Um, but the action is really, really cool. So... Um, Nana, I think you'll definitely enjoy this. Um, I without without spoiling anything mm-hmm. for karate, because we know that he's a he's a karate um, um, practitioner. Um, but he's a very 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 good karate pra- practitioner, and I do like the way that you know sort of the karate translates into that world. Mm-hmm. Um, he also learned very very um. um that actually there's no real purpose for him being in that world. Usually people get transferred to that world. Again, it's, it's, it's a minor spoiler. It's not going to enjoy it. It won't ruin any of your, of your viewing time. What I'm saying, actually, you learn in the, you probably learn in the first um, episode. So, not really what. Um, so, yeah, pl- please don't take this as, as, you know, a spoiler to sort of stop you from watching this. Um, but it's sort of like a weird time. Usually when people get put transport to another world just because, you know, oh, there's, there's like a demon lord to fight, or there's X, Y, Z to fight, we need your help. But this one's like, it's kind of chill. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? You, um, we don't really need you, but it, it's, it's interesting in that regard. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's why I'm giving it a half, a half chicken, just because it's not enough, I'm getting enough, um, I guess, story from it. Um, but like I said, the fight scenes are cool. The way he takes down each... Um, I guess each opponent is very cool as well. Um, I don't know too much about karate, but obviously you can tell that it's uh, karate has been sort of exaggerated mm. um, in this in this manga. Um, but I'm sure once it does come out, if, I mean, you, uh, everyone listen um, and people are interested in uh, sort of isekai and action um, anime, I think this will be a good watch for you guys. And lastly. I've been reading um, the world's best assassin. Um, I guess reincarnated in another world. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another one that I mentioned last week. Um, so I've just read up to the second chapter of it. Um, so far, I haven't got enough information to give it a proper rating. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I will say is that 
this guy is a master assassin. The, the, it gives it away. The title gives it away straight away. So those words there. Um, master assassin. He gets reincarnated into another assassin family. However, he's gone from our real world to a world that's full of magic. Um, I'm sure there'll be monsters as well. X, Y, Z. Um, it's in a kingdom as well. So um, the set is also a fantasy world with, you know, you have um, the monarchy there, nobles, things like that there. So... Um, be very he's kept all his memories as well, so it'd be interesting to see just how he interacts with, again, with the world. Probably similar to Jobless Reincarnation, in the sense that he's a fully grown man, transforms to another world, and, you know, go through the whole process of, again, realizing that this woman is my mum, so I can't be thinking about her with, you know, a <laughs> boobs out of her, that, like, me sucking on them. Actually, it's very, very, very funny, the first uh, chapter we read. Mm. Um... So yeah, I, I can't give I can't give a very tell that yet, but um, I I still say I still recommend um, you know people watch it when it comes out. Um, you might like it, and who knows? Maybe next week once I've you know read a bit more, I could give you a, a more uh, an actual rating. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's 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 what we've done. How about you, Nana? Cool. Uh, well, we took we touched upon some of my stuff during your week, so that's fine. Um, I finished watching um, Finding Ohana, and I think mm-hmm. I, I think I feel like. I gave it a free piece, maybe. Mm-hmm. I even gave it a free piece of half chicken, but either way, yeah, I'm knocking down a ring because that ending, yeah, was some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the spirit of the dad turning up and, oh man, it, it just annoyed the fuck out of me, man. Um, so I'm not, whatever my rating was to that last week, I've knocked it down a rating because I was just uh, annoyed. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, the only other thing I'll, I'll mention from my week is that like literally um, Valentine's Day has happened last week Sunday and I think I mm-hmm. had two bottles of Prosecco. So we drank one and we, like, and we didn't drink the other one and um, I put it on my, my chest of drawers but I had it lying down because I, um, I watched something on, on Facebook and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. when you're storing wine, you should store wine horizontally. If you store it vertically, um, the cork can shrink let air inside it. So I was like, okay, fair okay. enough. That that makes sense. Um, Prosecco is obviously not wine, but I was like, you know what? Let me lay this down horizontally on my chest of drawers, and it'll be fine. Yeah. So this was on Sunday. So I don't know how, but like maybe as the week's gone on, it's like been fizzing up. Did the thing not pop in the middle of the night? I like, oh no, one. So I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, don't, I didn't think it was a gunshot. I was just like, what the f is that? But like. Yeah. I, like, I was just like, why am I wet? Like, did my ceiling burst or something? <laughs> and I'm looking around thinking, what's going on? What's going on? Then I see that like, the cork has flown from the bottle, landed in my bed, and like everything's wet. And I'm just like, oh. Um, uh... And so, so, yeah, this next like week, I'm just going to be like rewashing everything in my drawers and just do a bit of tidying up. And But yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a joke, but it was like long at the same time, man. Um, I'm gonna just say that when I was working in Sainsbury's, nothing. I mean, I wasn't told anything about you know keeping bottles of wine like horizontal and whatnot. Everything was stacked up vertically. Nothing pops. So that's that's my experience. That's what I was sticking to. Yeah, well, again, prosecco is different to wine because it's a bit fizzy in it. So um, yeah, even 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 um, the prosecco we had, everything was stacked um, vertically. Yeah, I'm guessing that again. Like I said, I screwed up by probably having that horizontal in it, um, but. It is what it is. You live and you learn. I now need to stand up. Mm-hmm. I have a bottle of Prosecco um, just to leave it vertically up so I don't get drenched. Um, man turned up with, with uh, Prosecco-flavoured sweat. <laughs> trust. It was mad, man. Like, I was just like... 
I was just so confused to what what happened. Like I was just like, <laughs> one, what exploded? Because I was like, I don't have any drinks like nearby that would. Because <laughs> I kind of had forgotten he was even there, and then again, I'm just like, look, and like I said, the lights were off. It was dark. I did. I had no clue what was going on. Mm. All of a sudden, I was just like, bang! I was like, what? And then, like I said, I was just like. What, what? Why? Why am I wet? Like, what's what's going on? Like, what's happening mm. right now? Um, but yeah, no, that was a little bit entertaining and funny thing that happened to me. Um, but yeah, we're gonna um head into the news. Welcome to Blurs or Us News. Alright, so we got a variety of different news items today. Uh, uh, let's just start with the what the fuck news, man. Like, Texas, man, like, my heart goes out to you guys because some of the images that I've seen are absolutely brutal, man. Like, mm. whew, damn. Um, I mean, sorry, go on. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, even on TikTok, you've seen people pipes bursting and whatnot and the infrastructure is just not prepared for that kind of weather and it's purely because you know texas doesn't experience winters quite as harshly as the rest of the usa so they they didn't have anything planned for this um which is unfortunate um some people have been left without power as well um even even livestock um have been dying and you know suffer from frostbite and things like that and yeah, it's, it's, it's tough for people, it's tough. Mm. No, it's, it's, it's actually really crazy. Like I said, uh, one of my actually lives in Texas, so I had to drop her a message. She lives in Dallas. Um, she was mm. like, you know, fortunately for them, like, they haven't been hit as bad as some other people, and they've got, they've got light, they've got electricity. So, in a sense, they're, like I said, they're not suffering as bad, but it's crazy, man. Like, I, I would even... I would just cry and cry in those weather conditions. Like, what do you uh, like? I'm gonna do your best to stay warm, man. Like, um, we we don't have that bad of snow and ice yet. Yeah, when, when we do, yeah. it just absolutely fucks the country. Like, no one could do anything. So, poor madness. I mean, I I say for us, uh, things that. I know, I know. We, you know, we 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 pretty much crap a lot on our uh, on our uh, uh, buses and trains when it snows because nine times out of ten, if there's a leaf on the roads, that's it. Boom, everything's shut down. Yeah. Um. So, Jeremy, you know I mean? again, Texas is vastly different from from London, even I'd say, because just because you know our infrastructure is different. You know, we're in a major city, whereas Texas isn't a major city at all. It's more, of a, it's more of a rural area, so, you know, people actually have farmlands, X, Y, and Z. I, I know, again, it contrasts between, so I know, like, Dallas, for example, contrasts for other parts of, of Texas. So, um, yeah, I mean, also is that um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is the congresswoman of, oh, I, I, I don't want to butcher this. Texas. I knew she was in Brooklyn. But um, yeah, so AOC has been uh, has now raised uh, three point two million dollars to help the state of Texas. So that's 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 at least a positive thing that you know other Americans are helping out, yeah. are you know looking looking to help out uh, Texans. So 
fingers crossed, that money is, is sufficient for them to, you know, get the food they need um, for them to sort of sustain themselves throughout this period until, you know, at least they get power back and, and you know, who knows, maybe even help with rebuilding um, some houses and whatnot. Uh, I'm probably getting this wrong, but did you hear the bullshit about the mayor? Listen, don't even get me started on Ted Cruz. Right, so, oh my days, what a so, dead. I know, so he planned a holiday to go to Cancun, Mexico, with his family. And his excuse when he got caught was that his kids, his daughters, were to go on a vacation there. And, you know, he was, in a sense, he, he played it like he was escorted them there for a day, and then he'd come back. I'm thinking, look at the suitcase you have. There is no way you escorted your daughters to Cancun for a day. You were planning to spend a whole week there, at least until you got caught and then had to be flown back. Yeah. Interestingly enough, he, this guy, decided to tweet about, again, I can't remember the states that it was, and I don't want to say the wrong thing because um, I don't want to spread false information, but he, um, he mentioned the states which also have power fares, blah, blah, right? And he was saying that, oh, it's because you have, um, you're using your green, you're using green energy, blah, blah, so that's the reason, I'm paraphrasing, but that's, that's the reason why you guys are, uh, are in the state that you're in without any power. Mm. And it's interesting because under very, very similar circumstances, Texans doesn't have any, or some Texans don't have any power. Mm. And the reason being is that for lack of a better word, I, I think that's Texans in general just don't care about who it is that they elect as long as they have a massive R for Republican on their on their uh, on their chest because the so so the, the um so Texas have been warned a lot or at least the, at least the um mayors and you know people in charge have been told to upgrade their um their infrastructure so that you know they can winterize their wind turbines for example I'll come back to wind turbines in a second the wind turbines um the uh, the pipes that they have that deliver gas to houses and whatnot, etc., etc., right? And these are all things that other states have done. However, <laughs> they refuse to do that. And now that we get to the situation, now that, you know, Texas is a situation like this, where, you know, again, this freak weather, this weather that you should experience, um, I'm paying that on climate change, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but that about, you know, they didn't do their job in making sure that the infrastructure is up to date to, you know, prevent things like um, the effects of, you know, of uh, harsh weather, harsh weather, specifically cold weather. Um, so what happened was that they decided to turn off the power for, I think, an hour or something like that. This is the main um, energy supplier. And what happened was that when they turned it back on, because pipes are frozen, etc., etc., mm. actually the gas and power go from the power plants to these houses was severely cut, as in the, the efficiency was severely cut because of the cold weather. Mm. Um, those that power plants, right, is responsible for providing Texas with eighty to ninety percent of the energy mm. of, the, of the energy demand, whereas the wind turbines only accounts for again twenty to ten percent of that. Mm-hmm. Right, you had mayors and, and other high-ranking officials saying that uh, at least some of them going to um, 
place like Fox News saying that, oh yeah, by the way, it's it's definitely of the fault of the uh, of the wind turbines. I mean, if if we had used your know, coal and blah blah and fossil fuels, then this this wouldn't have happened. Um, and obviously, it's fair for observation that actually it's the case that if 10 to 20% of your of the overall energy demand is from you know renewable sources like wind turbines. So yeah, just a whole lot of this racial stuff like that. Always you know, sort of blaming other people rather than blaming their own failures for not updating or not uh, upgrading the infrastructure. So it sucks, but in a way, hopefully Texas will see that actually these things are important. Yeah. Um, demand the leaders to do better by actually winterizing their infrastructure so that if something like this happens, at least they can handle it better. At least they don't get, you know, burst pipes or they don't go without any power that they'll need for, obviously, everyday appliances and everyday living. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 my overall take on it. Yeah. It's just wild, man. Like I said, like anyone out there that's listening from Texas, just stay safe and, you know, hopefully warmer weather will come. And they can start those that like they have had their houses ruined and hopefully start putting it back together. Hopefully they've got insurance. Hopefully the insurance companies aren't dicks about it and yeah. the support yeah. they need. Um but yeah, that is it's just like again, some of the images in that have just been absolutely crazy, man. Like <laughs> like the girl who's got the car in the parking lot and is like so like she could have parked anywhere else in it. And yeah. she wouldn't have got screwed over the pipe bursting over her car, but the, <laughs> the, the pipe decided to burst right on top of her car, and it looks an absolutely. Uh, uh, when that car defrosts, yeah, I, 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 I don't think the car's gonna work. Yeah. I think it's just an absolute write-off, man. Like, it's 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 just wild, yeah. man. You know, you know which country would it be a lot of in? <laughs> Ghana. <laughs> well, yeah, we can raise, we can raise half of the dead. No, absolutely crazy out there, man. Um, all right, so just, mm. just going over some general news. Uh, the new Face of Movie has been revealed to be a sequel and not a reboot. No news yet on who will be casted. The original started um, starred Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Now, I'm not going to lie here, and like, I'm probably going to get some hate on this year. Mm. I have never seen Face Off. I'm just face off as well, but uh, again, I'm a massive Nicolas Cage fan, right? I mean, majority of movies I actually enjoy. Um, a few of them are questionable. For example, the ones I question are movies like um, uh, Ghost Rider 2 um, and, you know, some other things where you just both overacted and whatnot, right? But it's also very, very good movies like, um, was it, um, oh, dang, the, the movie escapes from mine. There's one where he's just trying to get back to his wife and daughter. Conner, Conner, that's the one. Yeah. So yeah, he he did. It was, he was he was actually very good. He was actually very good at Conner. Um, but yeah, Face Off is one of those movies that you know he's had a genuinely very very good um um you know portrayal of of his character and he, he was really good. I think our Face Off is that you have to imagine that it's Nicholas Cage and George Walter play their characters and then having to swap those characters around so learning all the mannerisms of how you know George Walter portrayed that character and Nicholas Cage and learning that and vice versa and it made a very good movie um hands down one of the best Nicholas Cage movies and George Walter movies I've ever seen um so I have no idea. I mean, so yeah, no, no. I mean, it's I I highly recommend you you watch it when you can. 
Um, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna put it in the notes, and uh, mm-hmm. one one of the weeks in the future, we'll review Face Off, Blairs or Us now, and uh, yeah, yeah, see what I think of it. Cool. Um, just to just to add, um, I because we don't know who's going to star in it, and it's supposed to be a sequel, not a reboot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be a miss not to have Nicholas Cage and Judge Volta back. Maybe because obviously Judge Volta played the the antagonist, so I don't know whether it'll be them coming together to figure out who this person is. I would like something like that to happen mm-hmm. because they, they've they've experienced that in the in the first movie, or they'll just have a brand new cast which isn't bad at all. Um, and then maybe Nicholas Cage and Judge Volta having a, a cameo appearance or something like that. Um, or maybe even you know the, the families involved in that movie, because um, Nicholas Cage's character had you know wife and kids. So I, again, it just depends on how far along it's come and whatnot. Um, but I'm just hoping for stuff like that, just to you know, have a little bit of a nod to the um, first movie. Yeah, mm. yeah nice enough. Whew. All right, so um, the Muppet Show season one to five is now on Disney Plus. It's a busy plus. I'm binge watching it. Oh, it's just, just again, the Muppet Show is something that I had. Like I've, like I said before, I'm a massive Muppets fan. Um, Jim Henson, um, RP. Um, he's the creator of the Muppets. The Muppets have been on, you know, Sesame Street. Um, they've done things again, like the Muppet Show, where they had um, um, famous people come on, so singers, actors, dancers, etc., come on. And it was not just about the interview. It's also about the behind the scenes stuff they do, or so behind the stage things that they do, or behind the behind the stage stories that they do, um, which is also um, you know amazing. Um, I'm just happy this year because I've always watched the Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. Um, There's there something a bit like that in the Muppets um, in the Muppets movie that came out recently. Um, so I'm hoping that you know once the Muppet Show, that once people see the Muppet Show. Um, you know, they, they could easily do something similar to the Muppet Show even today where they bring on new guests, new stars, etc. and, you know, have their own thing in the background. Mm. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. Nana, are you going to watch it? Um, no, probably not. Yeah, I'm probably going to be watching other things. Um, not that I wasn't a fan of the Muppets growing up, it's just that it's not something I watched a lot of. And mm. um, literally... There, like in the next couple of weeks, well, no, yeah, in the next week or so, there's a lot of new anime dropping on Netflix. Um, uh-huh. A lot of different shows that I like. I'm looking forward to. So a lot of my time is going to be watching that. Um, but yeah, if I mean, yeah, it just doesn't really interest me that much to go to like spend my time on it. But for mm. those that you know were like bigger fans of that growing up, I'm happy for you to have somewhere where you can watch this. Um, yeah. Um, next bit of news: uh, Train to Busan is getting an American remake. Um, this is another show that I have not another sorry another film that I've not watched, but it's had rave reviews. Um, I I will watch it at some point. I just don't know when. Um, but I don't think they should be remaking this. Like the the Train to Busan movie is not even that old, and it's a great movie. There's no need for a remake, especially like if they're gonna Americanize it. Like just go watch the original. Like it's already there for you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've not, I've not to add to this one. I'm like you. I haven't seen Transbusan already, so I'm less likely to watch the American remake without watching the original first. Yeah, 
that always again that's a some another something that i'm gonna have to add to the list and at some point we will have to watch and give it a little bit of a review maybe when like it's a slow week we can add it but like i said the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks we're going to be very busy with a lot of different things to watch so we'll see uh when we can fill it in um the next bit of news gotta scroll back down um gareth evans he's the writer for the raid movies is making a netflix movie and it's going to be starring tom hardy um i love the raid one and two um freaking amazing movies if you have not seen it get on it they are so dope um just like if you like the john wick movies you will love the raid movies like that that's how good they are they're all they're, they're probably even a little bit better than the john wick movies like if you like kung fu <laughs> if you like kung fu movies yeah and action and your hand-to-hand combat stuff yeah like this is on job in it it starts eco ways um and yeah it's freaking it's a, it's it's just an amazing film like, i can't say any more good things about it like so go check that out um yeah Tim Burton is bringing back uh, Wednesdays. So let me start again. Tim Burton is bringing back the Adam family to Netflix. It's going to be a show um, focused on Wednesday, the character Wednesday. And it's going to be like a comic uh, story. Um, what, what, was that a good uh, or bad? Uh? That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good, that's a good, uh, because um, in a series, you see that Wednesday is someone who's very, how, how do I describe it? She's very. I don't know. If, I don't know if the right word to describe her is, is an anarchist mm. or uh, anti or thought or something like that. But she's just like she's one of those people. Like she she can look at you, and she's she's like not just looking at you. She's looking to your soul, and she knows how you tick. And then she takes that information and can just like just mess you up like if she wanted to. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So imagine her. Like, I can see like this coming of coming of uh, series that you know she just does some effed up things to people, and it can be things like you know like she could go to like a normal a normal school, whether it's a state school or a public school, whatever it is, and you know someone tries to bully her, and then she's just like no, like it's just completely messes up this person in a couple of sentences, and you're just like wow, I can't wait to see this. Like obviously, I I, I expect it to be. Um, like a dark, I don't know, I don't know if the right way to describe it as dark comedy, um, but you know, just, just, just like how the Adam's family is, um, even the way Wednesday was in the um, anime and movie, I just want to see that, like, her, like, one, one of those two, and maybe mix them together to make a, uh, you know, uh, as a different character, whatever, but I'm interested, that's what I'm saying, I'm interested before I, you know, ramble on anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, one of my cousins, we actually called them Pugsley on Wednesday, like, that was like, um, his we gave them, and like, I still refer to them as that now, <laughs> even though we're all grown up. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why we gave them those nicknames. It just we just did, and it was like fuck it, like yeah, it, stop. It just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that that you know that's pretty much. Uh, uh, I'm getting tongue twisted. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much all for the general news. Let's quick little quote bit news. Cue the music. Crossover ever. All right, so Punisher and Jessica Jones' rights have reverted back to Marvel Studios from Netflix. So, you know, will we soon be seeing the Punisher and Jessica Jones 
uh, into the MCU because obviously again there's been a lot of rumours that Daredevil was going to appear in the Spider-Man movie um, obviously yeah. his, his, his rights reverted back um, earlier on last year um, mm. you know who would you want to see first in MCU the Punisher or Jessica Jones I don't know you know um, and to be honest they don't even need to be in the MCU because them just have their own Side stories is, is for me it's, it's enough. Mm. Um, maybe I mean maybe you could see a pu- the Punisher in um, one of the Spider-Man movies as well. Where um, I know in the animated TV series, the Punisher thinks that Spider-Man is a villain or or something for whatever reason and goes after him, but later realizes that actually been played. Yeah. Um, so that could be an interesting cameo. Uh, maybe it could be a bit of like I don't know, maybe a cameo appearance. Maybe he's a appears for a short amount of time or. They could tie into another story, um, but uh, with Jessica Jones, to be honest, I haven't seen any Jessica Jones. Um, I've been told that it's really good, but I just I don't know. Something's just holding me back from watching it. I um, I only watched season one, and season one was absolutely amazing. Like David Tennant see. as the villain was freaking fantastic, man. Oh my god, yeah. I I, I had yeah. season one. Um, a lot of the um. Marvel stuff on Netflix I never actually watched I watched season 1 of Daredevil I watched season 1 of Jessica Jones and I think that was it to be honest I don't really care mm. for I mean, I really, yeah so I mean I was just, I, just, I, I really liked uh, The Punisher um I think it was even better than um than uh was the Cage oh, um Luke Cage yeah Luke Cage even yeah so I just generally you know, even if it's just you know Hire, uh, continue, I'm sorry, hire the same directors for it and X, Y, and Z and you know it's just now a Marvel Studios property um, I even if just carried it on I'd, I'd, I'd be more than happy just to see that and um, again I'd say Jessica Jones but because people enjoy it why not do this why not give the, um, the same treatment to Jessica Jones as well just you know keep everything the same keep the same actress same character or same um, uh, directors X, Y, Z and you know just continue it as part of uh, um, you know, Marvel Studios and then yeah they have a little cameo appearance here and there or whatever they have in store for um, the MCU um, still that way okay fair enough um, Sasha Kell I hope I said her, her name right um, that is going to be um, the new Supergirl um, the significant the significance of her casting is the fact that she's um, a Latino um, actress and she will be playing the first Latino Supergirl. Um, mm. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, what's your take on that? Um, I want to hear your take on it first because obviously I, I, I don't know what you think about uh, race of the characters and whatnot. So let's 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 take on this one. I like. Okay, a part of me doesn't care because it's not a show that I watch, and another part of me is just like, why, why, <laughs> why, why? Like, again, as far as I know, yeah, and obviously I, I'm not the biggest on comic books, but Supergirl has always been some white girl with blonde hair. Like, mm. could they just not get another actress that was white with blonde hair? Like, if there is a Latino character in the DC DC universe, there isn't then create a new one like again like i know sometimes it's worked um where they've race swapped characters and, and genders and stuff like that but i for the most part would rather just see it as how in a sense they were in the comic book and if you want to 
um, be inclusive, create new characters. Like, I, I, there must be, isn't, um, okay, but that's a boy though, I was going to say, because isn't um, Blue Beetle Latino? Yeah, he is, but he's also Latino in the uh, comic books. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, use, you know, I, I, again, I'm not a big, the biggest comic reader. I'm not the biggest DC fan, so I don't know if there's a female Latino char- uh, superhero character in that universe. But yeah. I'd rather see it. So, all right, so, um, for everything I know about DC, yeah, there isn't a, a Latina, a Latina uh, Supergirl. However, I always treat everything outside the comic books as as uh, you know, other worlds and stuff like that. Mm. With that. So with that in mind, I don't really, I don't care uh, whether Sasha, um, Sasha plays Supergirl. Or I don't care if it, it's a being a black, a black woman, um, Asian woman. I mean, that that's irrelevant to me. I just care about if she can deliver Supergirl. And again, in, in DC Comics, Supergirl is you know, there's this there's Power Girl who was saved from. Um, from dark side of the DC comics has now, you know, now moved to uh, the same universe as um, Kara Supergirl with, uh, you know, with, uh, um, with, you know, Batman, etc., etc. So as her there, um, you have a Supergirl that was created, I think, with Bradyak Five, or um, I get, I don't know, she was relationship with Bradyak Five, um, who's from the year three. Sorry, the century, the was it third century? So you have all those there. They, they again, they have different personalities and whatnot. So for me, I'm not, I'm not bothered at all that they decide to cast someone who's, um, like in a sense, non-white. Um, as long as you can deliver. Mm. Boy, um, yeah. Again, for those that like want to see that representation, I'm guess they're gonna be really happy. But for me, mm-hmm. it's just like, I, 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 like, again, like, I'm a black person, so I'm not necessarily too fast in a sense. Like, not, fast is probably not the right word, but like, it's a show that I'm, I'm not watching. It's a character mm-hmm. in a sense that I'm not following. Um, it's, it's not in my limelight. And again, like I said, I'm always against them race swapping for the sake, just for the sake of doing it without it meaning a lot. But then for, like I said, a, a young Latino girl to see Supergirl be the same race as her, that's going to like empower her in it. And so I guess in that sense, it's a good thing, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But like, like I said, like I'm just like quite... When I heard the news, I was like, okay, cool. But yeah, it doesn't really affect me because I don't watch that show in it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I'm, like I said, I'm pretty sure there's other people out there that are like, you know, this is like... Epic for them in it, and then mm. stake. I was just like, mm, okay, cool. Like that's that's cool. Um, yeah, let's just move on, kind of thing, in it. Um, yeah. which is a shame. I probably should be more excited, but like I said, you know, I don't, I, I don't want them to be just doing it for the sake of doing it. If there's like actual change and good reasons behind it, fair enough, in it. Mm. Because I keep saying, I, mean, I keep saying, year, I keep saying this year, if they ever do something and then try and make Storm white or not black and I don't know like I I will flip in it so 
Yeah. Sometimes I do understand why some people get upset when they do things like this because, like I said, there's certain characters that I've grown up with in it, and I am so <laughs> used to them being black in it that if they were yeah. ever, ever like, oh, my <laughs> the the way I would turn into a, a keyboard warrior and I'll be on this company site on this company class mm. about what they're doing, fam. It would take a brave, brave like oh, what was it? I remember oh, I can't remember what exactly it was, yeah, but and I can't remember <clears> who it was, but I think they were talking about um doing like a uh docu series and yeah. I wanna say they were trying to cast like Brad Pitt as um Martin Luther King. And mm-hmm. it was like, all right, these people are just taking it way too far. Like they were just trolling and I was getting vexed. Yeah. Like Anyway, let me let me not not before because I'm I'm gonna I'm get upset and annoyed later on in this episode, innit? But let's get to yeah. anime and manga cool. news. Cool. Sorry, I was screwed up there. Trying to t- turn up the sound. Um, yeah, yeah, here's all the anime anime news. Alright, so, uh, um, the Funimation has started airing English dubs of Jobless Reincarnation. Nice. Um, so, again, if you're someone who doesn't like, who doesn't, you know, who's, you know, watches anime in the background stuff like that, you can now enjoy Jobless Reincarnation whilst doing something else like, I don't know, feeding the baby, playing on the PlayStation or Xbox or doing whatever else. You're welcome. <laughs> Season 2 of Be the Beginning will premiere in March 18th on Netflix and uh, will be available in all regions. Yeah, so hold on. We, 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 sorry, before we move on from that one, yeah. So, Be the Beginning, mm-hmm. um, the, season two is going to be called Be the Succession. Um, so, yes. we, 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 while we've brought it up already, um, the trailer dropped. Um, I don't remember watching this in English. I feel like I watched this in Japanese. So, it was weird kind of watching the, mm-hmm. the trailer in English dub. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and check. Um, I'm going to try what before this comes out to watch season one again, um, just to catch up. Um, but I remember enjoying Be the Beginning. I thought it was really good. Um, so I hope this mm-hmm. season two lives up to uh, my my recollection of season one. Uh, my sentiments are the same. Yeah. What did you think of the trailer? Well, while, while we're talking about, it, let's talk about it now. Uh, so the trailer, the trailer was okay. Again, because I haven't, I don't have any prior um, sort of information about about uh, about be the beginning via manga. So all I know is, it, it, all I know is, sorry, so everything I know about it is from season one. Um, the story was good. Um, yeah, especially if you know exploring the abilities and whatnot, um, the people they fought against, um, and I know that um, make out uh, Koku actually found Yuna, and you know they were living normal lives. Um, at the end of the episode, I think it was episode twelve was, was when you know you could see them living normal lives. So all I know is that <laughs> whatever villain or whoever whoever they thought the villain was actually it tells um actually tells about that. They're probably going to get caught up in stuff again, so it's a continuation of that. Um, yeah, I like you. It's a good, it's a good anime series. Um, so, I just more of the same, really. Mm. 
Alright, next news I call. Alright, Netflix is now streaming the four episode long spin off of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure called Rohan Kishibe, which translates as Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan. Um, uh, is that I have a seen... Go on. Is that what that is? That's what that is. Yeah, so it showed up. I was thinking to myself, this animation is a bit weird. And then I realized, ah, oh, it's Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, but I haven't seen Jojo's Bizarre Adventure yet. The reason being is that I know the older series of Jojo, of, um, I guess the Jojo family or Jojo Star family. So I'm planning at some point to watch the old ones and work my way down to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And then probably jump onto Rohan Kishibe because, you know, it's just a, uh, it's a spin-off of Jojo. I've watched maybe the first two seasons of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm seeing, like, the trailer in the background on my Netflix because that's, like, what's on. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to watch it. I'm going to have to finish Jojo before I can catch up and start watching this. Uh, uh, it's only four episodes long, so, yeah. I can not let love watch it yeah, I can't remember what episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure I was on, man. Like, it's been ages since I, I watched it. Hmm. Yeah. May, well, uh, when does this come out? Hold on. Comes out. So it's already out. It's already, it's already out. out. Mm-hmm. I might take it after watching this then, and until I've watched Jojo Bizarre, yeah, finish Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Alright. Cool. Um. So, anime limited release, so real release, Gundam F91 on Blu ray. Mm-hmm. The film was released in 1991 as set in UC um, 123. That's 30 years after the Suit Gundam, uh, Charles and Counter Attack. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't seen um, Gundam F91. I haven't seen Mobile Suit Gundam, Charles Counter Attack. Um, so, if my. So my, my my history of uh Gundam has always been Gundam Wing. Mm-hmm. Gundam probably Gundam I think Gundam Destiny perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um I skipped through Unicorn because I didn't know where it fit in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um I know there've been so many um Gundam spin offs that is actually I was, I was, I was not half crazy. I'm just I guess I'm a bit lazy just trying to find out where everything fits into chronology. Yeah. Um and also um, I've seen Gundam Zero Zero, um, Iron Blooded Orphans. See, Blood Blooded Orphans uh, was the first Gundam I I watched, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, um, I do need to cut at some point, go back and watch Gundam Wing. Um, mm-hmm. That's the one with um, Hero, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to at some point go back and watch that for the first time. Um, but yeah, like if you're a fan of Gundam, this is it obviously excite you in it. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's coming on Blu-ray. Um, I I don't know if it's showing on any um, streaming platforms like Funimation or Crunchyroll. Um, but you know, if they're not there, then you get a chance to have it on Blu-ray. Um, and that's gone down F ninety one, F ninety one. Um, so next bit of news is how realistic he will rebuild the kingdom will premiere in July. Um, I believe I mentioned this a few episodes uh, a few episodes ago. Synopsis says, Hero Kazuya is summoned to another world to fight against the Demon Lord, but instead finds himself strengthened the country's economy and military. The king, is, the king cedes the throne to him, is betrothed to the king's daughter, and finds five gifted people to his side. So, um, I mean, the synopsis there speaks for itself. Um, I haven't read the manga of this, so I have no idea what to expect, but again, it's... Uh, um, 
it's weird. I don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's gonna cross as an isekai because I again I have no idea whether he's from our world, then brought over to uh, that fantasy world, or he died in one fantasy world as brought back to as taken to another fantasy world. So I don't know how if we could call that a uh, uh, kind per se. So I'll leave that till we get more information about it, or maybe um, one of uh, our listeners can can uh, message us and let us know whether it, it is classed as it's kind of. mm. uh, But I do like I do like you know characters coming from the real world to a fantasy world, and you know using modern day techniques to rebuild sort of ancient. Um, Ancient, ancient economies and whatnot. So that'd be interesting. Um, again, similar to um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Beyond is it Jitai? Uh, Jitai Gate? Oh, Gate Gate Jitai Gate Gate Jitai. Yeah. Um, which is where you have military, uh, modern day uh, Japanese military that goes um, and explores the fantasy world and whatnot. And you know, again, using modern day information and modern day techniques to you know build economies. Um, um, you know, broker, broker, trade deals, etc., etc. So, um, this will be another one to add to the list. Um, so, I'm looking forward to that. And um, Nana, you have something about the Country Awards. Yes. So, uh, again, as previously mentioned, I was on uh, an episode of Anime Freshman where we kind of did the Freshie Awards and we kind of looked at the um, 2021 Anime um, Crunchyroll Awards and we did like what we thought. Um, what anime we thought deserved um what the character uh, let me try that again i'm barely struggling to speak today i don't know I, and i have not been drinking it's just i'm struggling with words today all right we try to say who we felt what anime deserved to win what category and obviously now uh-huh. that they've done the official crunch girl rewards i just wanted to run through it and say what the winners were so for best character design it was toilet bound hanako kun um, an anime that I have not seen, um, but congratulations on that one. Uh, best animation went to Keep Your Hands Off Isaacan. Um I started that. Um, it's hmm, I don't know. like I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have given it for best animation if I'm being brutally honest. Um, oh, the runners up. I'm assuming are what's highlighted in in yellow. So for. Uh, best character design the runners up were Keep Your Hands Off Isaac and Tower of God and y- Yashimi Princess Half Demon which is the Inuasha spinoff uh, the runners up the runner up for um, best animation was Princess Connect Redive um, best fight scene yeah, best fight scene went to My Hero Academia season 4 uh, I've actually not caught up um, so yeah um, there was three runners up for this it was Jujutsu Kaisen um, Satoru versus Sukuna, um, Mori versus Tech from the God of High School, and Berkeley versus Emperor Victor in Sword Art Online Alakazization War of the Underworld Part 2. Uh, best couple went to Tonikawa Over the Moon for You. Uh, the runners up for that were Inspectra, My Next Life as a Villainess, All Roots Lead to Doom, and Rent a Girlfriend. Uh, best performance by a voice actor Japanese went to Yusuke Kobayashi. Let me try that one again. Yusuke Kobayashi as Natsuki Tsuburu um, from ReZero Starting Life in Another World Season oh. 2. Um, they didn't list a runner up for that one. Um, best performance by a voice actor English went to 
Zeno Robertson as Hawks, My Hero Academia Season 4. And again, as far as I can tell, there's no uh, listed highlighted runners-up. Uh, best Girl went to Kaguya Shimo- Kaguya Shinomiya from Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Um, best Boy went to Shinji... I'm trying. Shoyo Hinata. Um, this is one of the ones we got right. We predicted that Shoyo Hinata was going to win uh, Best Boy because he's just that guy. Um, best Director mm. went to Keep Your Hands Off Isaacan. Um... Best score went to Tower of God, which was, you know, fair enough. Um, best opening sequence, I actually predicted that this would go to B-Stars um, because the secret opening scene for B-Stars was amazing. Best ending mm-hmm. sequence went to Jujutsu Kaisen, which is fair enough. The ending is pretty dope on that. Um, for anime that's so hyped, yeah, I'm disappointed that the opening is not better for Jujutsu Kaisen, but it is what it is. Um, I'm enjoying the I mean, I, obviously, I mean, with me, usually what I, what I do is that I watch the opening for a couple of episodes and then I skip the opening until um, a couple more episodes in. So, I mean, right now I'm episode, nine, I'm episode 19. I'm, I'm in, I like the opening. It's cool. No, nah, but I think episode 19 is season two's opening. Maybe season two. Maybe. I don't think that's season one. Um, but yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen actually won three awards. It won winner for anime of the year. Uh, it won winner for best ending sequence, and it also won winner for best antagonist. Uh, I'm not a fan of it winning best antagonist because I don't feel like um, the demon inside him has done enough to be a, an anta- uh, to be labeled as a true antagonist. I think there was characters that were a bit more deserving. Actually, no, there wasn't many good characters for that category anyway. To be honest, um, best fantasy went to Rezero Star Life in Another World season two. Um, let's go to yeah. Best protagonist went to uh, Ka- Katarina Class. Uh, my next life is a villainess. Um, as I just mentioned, best antagonist went to Jujutsu Kaisen's. Um, and anime of the year. Wow, Jujutsu Kaisen. So yeah, those are uh, you, yeah. I like I said for me, Darwin's game was my anime of the year in it. So, um, mm. you know. I like all I can do is be like I can see why I got it because like a lot of people are raving over it. Um, yeah, I personally don't think it was the anime of the year, but I respect it. I respect it. Like again, I'm watching it now. Um, I've like yeah. I said I recently recently watched episode 19. I am enjoying it. Um, I just don't think it's like blowing my socks off compared to other things. But if I was to rate, I'll give Wait, it some three piece. Go on. I mean, I'll say that I like it. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly enjoying Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay, um, now do that, you, do you think yeah, it's that a So, do you think it's living up to the hype? I think so, and also if you look at the manga sales, manga sales have, have shot up. I think last last recording, I, I said it was something like uh, 15 million uh, copies were now in circulation. Um, which was a massive increase from um, last time it was recorded. Mm-hmm. So, I think that, yeah, I think that it's, it's, it's deserving of that. Okay. To be fair. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so, you know, let's head on to the manga news. Alright, alright, alright. So, start off with, the world's first assassin gets reincarnated, reincarnated in a different world. As an aristocrat novel gets a TV anime in July. This is one of the mangas I read. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually a manga I introduced in, you know, in um, my web up to this week. Mm-hmm. Um, is, when a great assassin is reborn in another world, he finds himself the heir to a long line of killers from the shadows. 
With, his, with both his modern-day knowledge and experience, and his special magic and techniques of this new world, he could very well become the most unstoppable assassin in history. Nice. Next is, Federation will stream Dragon Girl's house hunting this spring, uh, this, this, uh, 2021's spring season line of animes. Stopsis is, when a dragon first lives up to the fearsome standards set for him, his family kicks him out. He embarks on a quest to find a new home, but soon finds that the life of the road is no place for a cowardly beast of legend. In a fancy world full of elves, dwarves, and other mystical creatures, where everyone wants a piece of him, literally, the frustrations of house hunting reach a whole new level. The manga launched in 2016. So, it's not something that... I think I think I'll give it a chance, um, purely because... Those will see just how cowardly, cowardly this dragon is. Um, I think all through fantasy, um, dragons are meant to be f- super fierce, super wise. So just seeing this, this one sort of break the mold of all that, you know, he just wants to like, chill and be left alone. Mm. Um, that's interesting. Um, so, like I said, the Dragon Dragon Ghost House Hunting manga was launched in 2016. Um, so if you're looking for, I guess, a comedy uh, experience, um, I don't know, you're looking for a manga to read, give that a go, see, uh, see what you think and let us know. Um, and lastly, Horiyama Manga ends in March after 10 years. Um, the anime is currently out mm-hmm. as uh, part of the 2020 winter, re- uh, winter season of anime. Yeah, the anime is sick, man. The anime is so fun. Like, it's just a cutesy, fun slice of life anime and um, mm-hmm. I've been enjoying it. I've been watching it week to week. Um, yeah, that's crazy. The anime, um, no, sorry, the manga went on for ten years. At least that the man that means um, the anime has a lot of source material to work from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. which, which is good. So you've been safe for quite a while then. Um, I have no knowledge of how many actual chapters there are in the in the manga. It's not something I read, so it's not something I sh- I should have looked into it to properly also give you this information. I should have told you how many seasons there were, so you could sort of expect. Um, how many episodes you you be getting in the in the anime? So oh. apologies for that, guys. I will do better next time. <laughs> to be honest, though, um, with like a romantic I'm, slice of life anime, there's no guarantee that they're gonna like do the whole story of the manga. They probably might just be picking up bits, little bits of it. Again, I don't know. Um, we'll we'll see in it. Yeah, um, and that brings us to the end of the anime and manga news. Sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> Alright, Marvy B didn't do his homework, but there so I, there's no notes in the gaming news, but there was a Nintendo Direct on I think Thursday. Um Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> oh gosh, black cool, black. Bless you. That, I was I was trying to not to sneeze and I ended up coughing at the same time. <laughs> Redness, absolutely madness. Um yeah, so Nintendo announced like twenty new games coming in the foreseeable future. Technically, they're not new. There are are a few remakes um, because I was was having to do this stuff for uh, Bosch Gamer. Mm -hmm. So, um, I can't can't remember. I can can remember some off the top of my head. So, Mm -hmm. there's a new Plants vs. Zombies that's coming out. Um, There's a remake to Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Mm -hmm. Um, You have Splatoon 3 that's coming out. Yeah. Um, you have the Capcom Arcade, so it's, it's basically 
all the old Capcom games who have um, uh, again also by head all kind of a street for us. That's the one that stuck out to me. Yeah. But I have the whole list of uh, of you know retro um, Capcom games to play from. Um, there's a new character in the. Uh, I guess there's. I don't know if it's a new game per se, but there's a new character to be introduced to uh, Super Smash Bros. games. Mm. Um, I think it's. It's Super Smash Bros. with a cross of. Um, oh. So the two new characters are characters from um, Xenoverse. Xenoverse. That's the one. Xenoverse 2. Yeah. So. Again, off the, top, off the top of my head, because it's been a couple of days since I last. Uh, Last time I look at it, um, those are the ones to look out for. But you can get the whole Nintendo Direct event on YouTube. It's it should still be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, um, some some games you'd think to yourself, okay, why well, have they done a remake and blah blah? But actually, they will touch up here and there and introduce it. I know Apex Legends is another one that's coming out onto onto um, um, Switch. onto Switch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's going to be cross platform as well. Nice. Um, only thing is that the FPS might be way, way down. So I think it's about 20 FPS, which may not be too bad for people. Yeah. Um, we'll be able to see just how that cross-compatibility works. Mm-hmm. Um, them. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. There's a Ninja Gaiden Master Collection that's being released. So I think you get... I think Ninja Gaiden has something like three games. Yeah. Um, so that's getting remastered. Um and well, I don't know if it's going to be a direct port or it's going to actually be a remaster, but it's Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Mm-hmm. That's it. Not, not remaster, but it's Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. So I don't know if it'll have elements of remastering here or there or just a port. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what to look out for as well. There's um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity Expansion Pass. Um, I haven't played any... I haven't got a Switch, so I haven't played any Hyrule Warriors. Um, I, I played a demo and I really liked it. I'm just waiting for it to drop in price and then I will probably pick it up. Like, I had a lot of fun uh, in that game. Alright. Uh, there's, um, Saga Frontier Remaster. Mm-hmm. Again, no other what Saga Frontier is, but, um, I guess an old game that's going to be remastered and, uh, as part of Switch, so look out for that. Um, Bravely Default 2. I haven't played any Bravely, don't know what that's about. Yeah. Um, it's a little you like have Final Fantasy RPG <clears throat> style kind of game. Um, mm-hmm. I've downloaded a demo for that and also um, the Triangle Project. I just haven't played them yet. Um, uh, Triangle Project is what to watch out for. Um, I think it's what to watch out for. Um, yeah. Because there's a film that's going to be called uh, Disagea. Not not Disagea, to be confused with uh, Final Fantasy, but it's not called Disagea. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they'll have a name change, but that's what to look out for, mm. uh, Triangle Strategy. Um, there's Animal Crossing New Horizons, with, I was doing a collaboration with uh, Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Hades, that's getting a physical release. Um, so I think Hades was one that you could get on PC or something like that, but now it's, it's, it's been, this will be the first time to get the actual physical uh, copy of it. So that's what to watch out for. Um, Star Wars Hunters is another one. Um, Again, Star Wars is going to be canon with, you know, everything else that's going on in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember too much about um, about the trailer for Star Wars Hunters. Um, Did it say it was like a, a free-to-play first-person shooter? I'm not sure it was a first-person shooter at all. Um, all I know is that um, 
I think you get people like um, you know Kylo Ren in there. You get a few couple of people from um, I guess extra characters along the way of um, by way of gameplay. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you wouldn't need perhaps you're perhaps you're right uh, with that one. Um, you get in No More Heroes Three. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another game that's coming out that's interesting called Neon White. Um, you have Meetopia as well that's coming out. Yeah, that game um, was kind of cool considering it was a me. It was a a, a, a me game. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, there's one. There's um, was it Tales from the Borderland, which will be coming to uh, Nintendo Switch. So I don't know if Tales of Borderland is like uh. Oh, I would describe one of those games that's sort of like um that has a narrative story to to it uh, with it. Mm. I make a choice to sort of there. Um, like the oh, I want to say the I can't remember what's called a Telltale Telltale stuff. Like maybe if you have Batman and you have Batman game and Batman game sort yeah. of like a game that's not a, it's a game that's not is that a pick, game that's, is that that's that's like a pick your adventure game. Yeah, no, not even. But one thing is that you have a story, and you're able to interact with that story in a sense. If you know what I mean? Yeah, is it not the same? Not the, the, like the Telltale games where you pick like your choice. Oh, Telltale, that's, that's yeah. the one. Yes, 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 yes. So I don't know if it's going to be like that. I have actual game, um, but again, the the entire event is there for you to watch. Um, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, so. I highly recommend that you go and see these games for yourselves um, and make your judgment from that. Um, you have DC Superhero Girls Team Power that's coming. To, that's also coming. Um, Mario Golf is coming. Monster Hunter Rise. Um, Samurai Warriors Five, which will be Samurai Warriors series, is like the um, uh, like the Dynasty games. You know, like do you remember Dynasty Warriors, Nana? Where you know you had your commander. I fought against hordes of enemies and sometimes yeah. objectives to complete and things like that during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, some other was five, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, um, I four guys coming. Sorry, Go I love the Dynasty Warrior games, man. Um, mm. I really enjoy. Like, I might pick this up because again, it, it just reminds me of Dynasty Warriors. Uh, it's been a while since I've played a Muso game, um, so mm-hmm. I'll probably, you know, I don't want to get the situation. I've got all these games and I, I hardly play them, but. I right. knew you want to check this out. Alright. Um, I have more to go. We have um, Famicom, the two Famicom games and one coming out on Switch. Um, Outer Wilds. And I think the last one is... Um, I think that's it. I, I thought I didn't mention Fall Guys. Fall Guys is the last one that's coming onto, onto uh, Switch. So those are the games that are, you know, that are uh, that were announced. Nintendo Direct. No. Um, again, there's also a few bits and pieces of other information which um, I would not have written down. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend you check out the events. Like I said, it's still up there for you to watch. Nintendo Direct 2021. Um, I will have all the all the information there as well as the games being released. Um, I think we had another gaming event called BlizzCon, BlizzCon 2021. Um, so with that one, we had, I think, four games being mentioned. Um, yeah, being mentioned. Mm. And one of them is um, Hearthstone Forged and Bound, Diablo 2 Resurrected, Diablo 4, and World of Warcraft Shadowlands Chains of Domination. So those ones that I mentioned. Um, I believe there was one last night, which I did look at, and I'm not sure how long the event is going for, whether it's going to be this entire weekend. 
Um, that's it. I'm gonna have a look probably after recording, and you know, thoroughly yeah. update you guys in the next recording. Nice. Um, but that's what I have so far. Uh, nice. Yeah. So um, we're gonna just what, talk about a couple of trailers that dropped finally. So let's do mm-hmm. the trailers. I haven't had to play that bumper in ages. All right, let's start with a big one that dropped the Mortal Kombat trailer. We have been waiting for this for friggin' forever. Um, I absolutely love the trailer. I thought it was a great trailer. Um, I'm excited to see where they take the story. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't get to see Johnny Cage in this one and that we mm. got introduced to a new character. I can't remember the name. I think it's Cole Young. Um, what, what, what was your opinion on this one? Um, so, what, for, for one, I like the updates to the characters' costumes. Um, they modernized it, which is great. Um, nothing, nothing else, nothing to take away from the from the original Mortal Kombat uh, movies, uh, especially first the first movie. Um, purely because you know we're living we're living in twenty twenty one, we're living in a modern world where you know things get updates and stuff like that. Um, the CGI looks very very good. The um, the characters do look somewhat similar to the to the. Uh, previous actors who portrayed those characters so that's that's a nice uh you know that's that's something that's nice to see i, I'm not, uh, I guess for older people would be too well yeah not for older people for people you know who remember watching the um watching the movie i can't watch it which year it came out i guess we were too unfamiliar the the, the first more combat movie came out in 95 um i wasn't the mm-hmm. biggest fan of the updated costumes i felt like they could mm-hmm. again maybe because obviously nostalgia and like I did like the costumes that they did in the Night Five version. I felt yeah. like, even though they have updated and upgraded face, I felt like some of the characters look slightly better in the Night in the Five versions. Um, I'm obviously thankful that the CGI has been updated, um, and I'm happy that we're gonna see like a lot of fatalities. The fatalities, fatalities look fun, and oh, they do. It 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 just lets you know that it's gonna be in a sense a good movie, like. Cause it's gonna be an RA, so you're gonna get blood, you're gonna get decapitations. Like you saw that in this trailer, how much like yeah. epic kills we're gonna get. Um, um, it, you reckon? You reckon? Um, oh, what's his name's gonna lose his arms? <laughs> oh, uh, um, Jax. They showed that in the trailer. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I was in some chats and they were just like, oh, Jax losing his arms is starting to get like Uncle um, Uncle Ben dying in Spider Man. Like, <laughs> this is gonna be like the third time. The third time he's lost his arms and like is and it's gonna be now I think the very first movie it was done by Goro. Oh mm. first time it happened it was done by Goro. I think second time it was done by uh Hara's name, the guy that does magic. Like not magic, uh, does um telekinesis. Um mm. and then obviously now we've got Sub Zero um freezes arms off. And it just looked really cool, man. Like, I I I'm looking forward mm. to it. And I think the um, CGI on on Jax's arms were, imp- were looked very well done, um, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder, like, why on Cyborg? Is- oh, dude, I knew you were gonna say that. And I have said, why is that on Cyborg? It looks like a piece of crap. Yeah, why the Cyborg CGI looks still looks so bad after all these oh. years? 
let me tell you, let me tell you something about Cyborg. I, I reckon the best, or one of the best portrayals of Cyborg ever done was in the Smallville episodes, but all he had was a glowing, one glowing red eye. Do you know what I mean? And it showed that inside his body is actually a lot more mechanical, has got mechanical parts, but that was, that was done very, very well. They come down something similar to that, where you know that it's Cyborg, they can keep his, his one glowing eye and make the rest of him look so flat. Maybe they can explain that as him having synthetic human skin or something like that. Um, I know what they're trying to go for, like the, the Cyborg we saw in, um, in uh, Teen Titans, uh, uh, TV series Teen Titans, where he's more, again, machine than he is. Yeah. Um, Flesh, mm-hmm. um, they, they could have done it in a much, much better way, but you know, it is what it is. We can all we'll continue to crack on it for it's come, yeah. Um, but so, but going back to the more combat trailer, I do like the fact that they actually it looks like they're going to explain in some detail the rivalry between Sub Zero and Scorpion. Um, I actually see the earlier beginnings of Scorpion, that's what it looked like from the trailer, yeah. Um, this, this, so I'm looking forward to that. This looks like it's following more of the Scorpion's Revenge animated movie that we just recently got. Um, ah. So, you know, if you've seen that movie, that animated movie, you're going to get kind of the gist of what this live action rendition is going to be. Um, just obviously just judging off what I've heard and just from watching the trailer, but Sub-Zero and Scorpion are going to be seem like they're going to be a, a large focal point of this story. Uh, which is cool since obviously Sub Zero and Scorpion are are major fan favorites. Uh, mm. Like, I love Sub Zero more growing up, but I did use Scorpion quite a bit because you could be cheap and just do get over here and then do the uppercut and then do get over here and do the uppercut. And people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought so. Scorpion's get over here was quite lacking. It was very. It didn't have that oomph that I wanted. It was a bit. Mm. I want to say lazy, but I just. It just lacked that energy. Um, but yeah, no, nah, again, I'm happy for this trailer. I'm glad it's finally come out. Um, I want to say it comes out in April, April 12th, I think. Mm. So we're going to get that soon and I look forward to seeing that. Um, we also got a trailer for Cruella. Um, 28th of um, January, March, April, May. <laughs> <laughs> so I suck at the dates um okay i didn't want this movie i didn't care for this movie and watching mm-hmm. the trailer did not change my mind in that um the only aspect that i will take from this is that it felt like disney were making a joker movie but obviously just using corella um mm. i was thinking more of a birds of prey movie where you know again um i do understand why it is that things like so crowdville is a character who you know, she's her boss. Like she's she's the CEO of her company. Um, does fashion and whatnot. Um, do you know what I mean? So she's a boss, regardless. So she has to be a boss in this movie, which yeah, is great. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. But, to, I wouldn't say this is like like for based on the trailer. I wouldn't say this is like more like Birds of Prey. I think this is more like Joker. Like we're getting the origin story of Cruella, the same way we got the origin story of the Joker, and like her, the Joker's descent into madness. I feel like this is what we're going to get here. We're going to get Cruella uh, as a normal person and we're going to like right. get her descent into madness and being crazy. So when I said Birds of Prey, I meant more in terms of it being a female focused. So, I mean, when I say female focused, I mean specifically it's going to be focused on Cruella, which is why I was compared to Birds of Prey. Uh, nah, um, I think so so more, more, more like a Harley Quinn rather than a Hulk. Like, you know, her sharing the stage with 
other female characters. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what that's what meant by as in yeah, it's just gonna be it's also just gonna be about her, but more in the sense that it'll be it'll be something like that sort of quirkiness that you see from um from Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey. Mm. Yeah, so again, it's an, um to parrot you, it's not a movie that I was anticipated at all. It's not one that I think I care much for. I'm more than happy to go with the um, 101 Dalmatians movies and leave it there. Um, but, you know, it, when it does come out, if I do hear good things about it, I may be tempted to, to watch it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, but in the trailer, there are other things like kind of going for doing like bank heists, and I look like it was doing like one of them was a bank heist and whatnot. So, for me, it's a big disconnect from the Cruella, also the Cruella Remo from uh, from 101 Dalmatians, where you know she's like a fashion mogul or something like that. Yeah, um, and yeah, she's there robbing banks and whatnot, but she's using other people to do it. Well, I'm telling you now that we will be reviewing that on this show. So, whether it's good or not. We will be watching it and uh, we'll be giving our thoughts and opinions on it. Um, the last trailer that I want to talk about is Dota, uh, Dragon's Blood. It's going to be an anime that comes out on the 25th of March, uh, done by Studio Maya. Um, I have never played Dota. Um, I honestly thought it was a shooting game. Um, I only know of this game because of Dan West. This is a game that he absolutely loves to play. Um, I was impressed by the trailer. It looked like it could be better than Castlevania. And I know that's a big statement, but... That's the vibe that I got when I was watching. I was watching the trailer. So, you know, w- what's your thoughts on on this one? You still there? Well, Dota's like League of Legends. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I know that now. I I, mm. I didn't before I saw this trailer. I was like, oh okay. But um, have you ever played Dota? Um, I think I played it once or twice. To like literally once or twice. Yeah. Um. It's one, of those, it's one of those games that really um, that captivates me. Mm. Um, so I have no, I have no knowledge on the story of Dota. Um, I have no idea if this anime is going to be, you know, look at any particular story in Dota or explore any characters in Dota. But from the trailer, it looks like you know it's going to go go through the path of you know training up, train up a character to. You know, take on a dragon and whatnot. So, um, I'm, that's what that's what I'm looking forward to. It's an anime, so I'm looking forward to it yeah. in general. Um, I will talk about the animation style. The animation style seems to be very similar to Castlevania, mm. and I love that animation style. So, that's what's making me, you know, look forward to it being released. Just the fact that I get to see another anime in the animation style, um, and hopefully the story is also gripping. Mm-hmm. Which we'll be watching because I, cause I know it's been a waste, but you know, you have such good animation and then the story is just pants. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Sadly, about that. <clears throat> All right, cool. Let's head over to the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Y'all ready for this? 
Wait, let's start with Meteor Man. So, again, we were going to be doing some stuff for Black History Month. Um, this is meant to be, like, the first black superhero movie. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say this came out in... You know, I should pull it up. Um, I want to say this came out in 1993. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Um... I posted, I was watching a lot of people were like, oh, how have you not seen this before? before? Like, when this came out, I would have been like three, maybe four. Uh, I would have been mm-hmm. in Ghana. This is probably nothing, something that my parents wouldn't have let, like, allowed me to watch or even showed it to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I've just, like, as an adult, I've never had any reason to watch it other than, again, I wanted to do something fun and different for Black History Month. Um, a high school teacher from a troubled inner city Washington DC neighborhood becomes a superhero superpowered hero and takes on a gang that has been terrorizing his streets um, I thought it was cool that has been like directed and written and starred Robert Townsend um, and as you've got in your notes it's got a host of different um, actors in this um, so do you want to go, th- go through like some of the people that were in, in this movie sure so um Including Robert Townsend, we have Eddie Griffin, James L. Jones, Bill Cosby, Cypress Hill, Another Bad Creation, Luther Vandross, Don Cheadle, and Sinbad. As not only among you know a multitude of other very famous um, actors and actresses, um, I, I, I couldn't even begin to name you every single one of them. But um, it's, it's, it is a star cast. I have to say, it is a star cast. Um, I gave this movie a three-piece. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm a sucker for these kind of movies. Um, it's, it feels very nostalgic. I think I watched it in the past. Um, I think I've watched it in Ghana, even. Because um, um, in Ghana, we get a lot of American shows. We get a lot of American movies that come on, uh, maybe on a Saturday, mm-hmm. or maybe on the weekend. So if they're on a Saturday, then a Sunday. So I'm watching Steel as well, so that again, that's... Uh, that also been a sort of steel today, but that's not, again nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story was decent. Um, you know, school like right now, I'm explain to you the the um, the story. Um, I did like the action scenes in it. Um, I really enjoyed the comedy in it. Um, there's comedy that both kids and adults can enjoy, and it's used very well. Mm. Um, I also like the. I mean, the CGI is out to date. Sorry, out, outdated. Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate it from the era comes from. Um, they also explored that he has multiple powers, so you know he can call a storm. He's got speaking with strength, durability, flight, heat, and X-ray vision. Um, zoopathy, which means that uh, also zoopathy. I don't know how to pronounce that word, but essentially he can communicate with animals. In this movie, he communicates with dogs. Yeah. Um. He can imbue fertility, so there's a scene where he actually um, clears out a junkyard. I don't know why he cleared out. Maybe it was to make the um, make the town sort of feel more. Or maybe, maybe maybe make the town come together or something like that. Through you know, I just thought, I just took it as that that, that was a space that wasn't being used, and he thought he could make something yeah. of it. Mm. So yeah, so he uh, cleared up the, all the junk that was there, so then moved around cars and whatnot. Um, planted some seeds in there and using his powers, just you know, let him grow and whatnot. Um, so everything, so like you had huge um, vegetables and uh, fruits that grew overnight. And when I say huge, you had cherries that you had to pick up with both hands because they were so big. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're huge ass pumpkins and whatnot. 
Um, and also his his ability to throw is pretty cool. Is that he's able to know and do everything from any book he touches for thirty seconds. So one of that one of the communities is um in the final scenes where he's fighting against uh, like the boss Golden Lord. Um, they both touch uh, a Vogue magazine book, right? Um, oh, yeah, they so a book, a Vogue magazine. And then they're there voguing and like doing the catwalk and stuff like that. And it's just it's freaking jokes in the middle of a fight or whatnot. Um, again, so I thought that I thought that was funny. Again, I'm I'm a sucker for these kind of things. I mean, I'm here. I'm someone who's here watching like the Muppets from from decades ago. <laughs> so you can tell I'm, I'm a bit of an old head in that sense. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. Also, um, Marvel created six issues of his comic and. He came across multiple characters such as uh, Spider-Man and Night Thrasher. Nice. Um, if we're to look at his sort of power level, it's sort of in between Spider-Man and Superman from DC Comics. So, um, it's sort of like he's able to pick up cars. Obviously, Spider-Man now he's able to pick up cars and stuff like that um, because of his again his incredible strength and whatnot. But early on, he wasn't able to do that. Um, and his power is less than, or his strength is less than uh, Superman, um, because his powers do fail him at times. Um, he does take, but if he takes on too many, too much damage, for, for example, if um, he keeps getting hit with bullets, they do hurt him, not necessarily pierce his skin, but they do hurt him probably because of you know, the, the shock of, uh, so that the bullet hitting him. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that, so that's sort of like his power level, but still a pretty interesting character. Um, so yeah, no, no, anything else you want to add to that? I just want to say this movie was fun, like, it was again interesting seeing like, um, James Earl Jones, Don Cheadle, um, you saw, um, is it Tony Tony Lister, D Boy from Friday? Um, yes, 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 it was just funny seeing all these characters in something like so old because obviously my introduction to them is in like later movies like in like the late late 90s so it's mm-hmm. something in the early 90s um it was just funny seeing them and obviously you know it was i didn't know that like again that bill cosby did movies i only known for um well the cosby the, show the cosby show so again it was it was it was it was it was strange seeing him in this movie um mm-hmm. But yeah, it was fun. And again, like I said, it's, it's, it's touted as like the first um, black superhero movie, you know, like before uh, and like kind of when like they did Black Panther, everyone was like, oh, no, nah, you can't say this is the whole the first time a black led superhero. You got to go all the way back to me or man or you got to go to blank man. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? Like, it'll be fun for us to just review it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give this a solid free piece as well because I had fun with it. It I, I, at points, it did feel like it was a bit. It was a bit long. Um, some of the humor didn't hit as well in today's world. Um, yeah, comedy has moved on, and times have changed. Um, some of the acting was quite basic, and that's why I can't give it a whole chicken. Like some of the acting was a bit, like. You know when it's like someone's first time acting, they're not really comfortable and they don't really know, understand their range. I think that's how it came yeah. sometimes to, to me. Um, but all in all, like I said, it was fun and I enjoyed it. Um, and I think a free piece is, a, is is more than a fair result. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I agree with that as well. I think also that actor sort of plays the fact that it is a sort of like a superhero comedy as well. Yeah. Um, which I, mean, I can't filter too much from that. 
Yeah, it's, um, not, it's not meant to be like a super serious movie, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, watching it with like modern eyes, I'm just like, ah, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, again, the sat- it was, what is it, satire? Like, I, I get the comedy aspect of it, innit? Um, I just mm. thought it would, yeah, again, I don't feel there's anything more I can say to that. I thought it was cool that you had obviously the Cy- Cypress Hills in this as well. Yeah. Uh, you had Bismarcky. Uh, you, you, had, you had a lot, do you know what I mean? Mm. Definitely, but um, yeah, no, that's really much what I want, I want to say on that one. Um, let's move on to like the modern movie of today, um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, <clears throat> so obviously, with cinemas being closed, um, yeah, closed, oh, especially in the, in the UK anyway, um, this was released on HBO Max, um. And um, yeah, so let's get into it. Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, the Black Messiah is a 2021 American biographical drama film about the, about the betrayal of Fred Hampton, played by Daniel Kaluuya, chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party in the late 1960s, uh, at the hands of William O'Neill, which was played by Lakeith Stanfield, an FBI informant. <clears throat> um, the film is directed and produced by Saka King, who wrote the screenplay with Will Burson based on a story by the pair and Kenny and Keith Lucas. I thought that was also interesting about this, that it was, um, one of the, one of the, Ryan Coogler is listed as one of the producers. Um, mm-hmm. this film has a running time of 126 minutes. Uh, it had a budget of 26 million. And in the box office right now, it's made 3.4 million, obviously, because nice. uh, cinemas are not, open for the most part um i don't normally enjoy watching these kind of films because i normally come out of cinema feeling angry and hating white people for the amount of racism (laughs) and prejudice that they put us through um but obviously thankfully i didn't have to watch this on the cinema also like watching this i am thankful that i grew up now um where racism isn't as I don't I don't know if saying as bad is the right word but it's not as violent and you know you, you have a little bit more leniency with how you can behave and, and stuff like that um I thought everyone played their role magnificently um I think Daniel could like again I don't know what's gonna be happening with the next Oscars but um I feel like Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith, Stan- Lakeith, uh, Lakeith Stanfield play, uh, portray their characters so well. Um, I think so too. <clears throat> I think... Uh, like, I would have liked the story to go in a little bit longer. Like, this film was nearly two hours longer, but like, it flew by so quick and I felt like the end where they did the um, whole, um, the whole race, just just like, it just came to that situation way too quickly. Um, mm. I'd like to have seen more of that. Um, but yeah, like I said, a free piece. What, what, what would you? What's your thoughts on this? And what's your rating? Alright, so first of all, I first first of give you my rating. My rating is a three piece. Mm-hmm. Um, very much for the same reasons that Nana you've given. Um, I also like the portrayal of both um, William and Neil and Fred Hampton with uh, uh, Demi Kalua and uh, Lakeith Stam- uh, Stanfield. Um, do you know what? I've always been interested in Fred Hampton because uh, a couple of years ago I did go through again with my political sort of awakening. I did go through looking at um, you know famous famous black leaders like you know Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Uh, Fred Hampton was one of those people as well. 
um, even we even learning more about Tupac and his um, and his family, and you know his mum is also uh, a member of the Black Panther Party. So all that was very interesting. Um, I think Hampton's one was, was one that was hard for me to grasp because he was only twenty one when he got assassinated. Yeah. Um, and I, for me personally, I kind of think that he went on to sort of continue Martin Luther King's legacy in a way, um, which I which I'll touch upon um, in my uh, yeah, further down my in my sort of breakdown of the movie. Um. I think that, you know, it was a well-told story and, you know, it should definitely be used as a reference point for people to do further research on him and, you know, other American activists and revolutionary leaders. Um, maybe not just in the US, but, um, you know, if you get out time to it, like, things going on in African countries and also uh, the Caribbean. Um, so, William O'Neill uh, was an FBI informant who was aged 17 after Roy Martin Mitchell, who's the FBI agent. Mm-hmm. Um, he was betrayed by, I think, Jesse Plemons. Um, and they made a deal with, uh, he made a deal with um, William O'Neill to exchange his, so, so to have his friendly charges dropped for, you know, becoming an informant. Yeah. Um, against uh, Fred Hampton. Um, he's also the person who, again, he denies this, but it's suspected that he um, he drugged Fred Hampton and gave the FBI the layout of the apartment Fred Hampton was uh, stayed in. Yeah. Um, Fred Hampton was drugged with uh, Seco Barbital, um, which is almost like a, an agent that maybe, you know, makes you drowsy, makes you sleep. Um um, but I'll get, I'll get into that a bit later on. So Fred Hampton um, was a Marxist, Leninist, and revolutionary socialist. Um, you know, all terms that people tie to um, capitalism see as a threat, um, even though those terms don't, you know, may not ring true or may not ring with the same reaction for you know younger generations. I'll say from our generation and then our women millennials uh, going onwards. Um, he founded the Rainbow Coalition, a multicultural um, organization that included the Black Panther Party, the Young Patriots. Um, the Young Patriots were a group of Southern white socialists. Um, the Young Lords, who were, I think, I, I believe they were Puerto Rican. Um, I can't remember exactly what the organization was. Um, I don't. I, I may have been a political one. I don't wanna um, butcher the butcher the spoiler rotation and you know um, give false information. But yeah, they're the young lords, and you know for a lot of um, Chicago street gangs to help them sort of end infighting and promote social change. Um, so just I know there are a lot of you know like Marxism, Leninism, socialism. People might want to know about that. So brief explanation of what all those are. So Marxism. Um, seeks to explain social phenomena within a society by analyzing the material conditions and economic activities required to fulfill material needs. Um, it assumes that the mode of production influences all other uh, social phenomena, including social relations, political institutions, legal systems, cultural systems, and ideologies. Basically, how happy is a society in that in the given time period, and how does that happiness reflect on things like again? Legal, um, what was it? Legal systems, um, cultural systems, etc., etc. Um, Leninism actually comes from Marxism, um, and takes on principles of, yeah, again, it is the principles of Marxism, 
uh, put to end capitalism and instituting socialism first through a transition after achieving political power by any means possible, including violence. Um, and the way Leninism sort of works is that you try to, it's, it's, it's a bit hard to say exactly in terms of, you know, the democratizing certain groups. So the way um, Lenin were to happen was that I guess the people or the, the work class people, the, um, the, well, the workers would sort of become the ruling class and then by any means necessary sort of kick capitalism out. Mm. So that's that's sort of the understanding of Leninism. Um, again, by any means possible, which was something, which is again something that was very much um, um, spoken out by um, by um, Fred Hampton, Fred Allen Hampton. Um, last but not least, there's another um, um, definition for what socialism is. So socialism is a political and economic theory of social organization which advocates for the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. Um, which is what sort of brought my... Which is why I sort of said he's in a way similar to MLK. Um, who could be argued was a social democrat, or you could say he was on the liberal left. Um, the reason being is that the Black Panther Party, um, what they did try to do was they, again, they tried to react these social changes. So a lot of people, um, I believe, don't know this, but the Black Panther uh, movement actually did things like, or Black Panther Party, sorry, did things like um, have free education for for um people for uh, specifically young black people um they also had thus tried to enforce uh free hospitals for them as well as uh free meals for them so generally they sort of, they sort of not just spoke about all these definitions but they tried to act them out within america um again it's just it's a sort of social change because um as we all know black people were Treated as second-class citizens, especially in the 60s, 70s, um, some cases even today in America, and they sought to make it as even of a playing field as possible, so that black people could obviously um, um, sort of. I don't say they just have a leg up, but sort of you know be able to compete. That's the word. Be able to compete at the same rates as you know white counterparts and other counterparts. Yeah. Um, so, what Fred Hampton did was that he tried to bring all these people together and unite them by saying that, yes, we all are different. However, we all have a common um, a common experience, which, you know, in a world ruled by capitalism, it forces people to sort of, sort of protect the little bit of where it is that they have left. So, for example, if we talk about, say, um, about, say, in terms of, uh, you know, the 60s and stuff like that, right? you had working-class white people. Again, you can say, we, we say that white privilege, blah, blah, right? Um, you had working-class white people who obviously had a gripe with, you know, rich, um, rich, rich white people. Mm-hmm. And I that people make all the rules and stuff like that as well. But at the same time, they were told that, okay, this is a situation... You're working class, you're struggling and whatnot, right? 
Yeah. But at least you're not black. Do you know what I mean? At least you don't get to live under Jim Crow. You can go to wherever you want to go to. You can do things like that. Do you know what I mean? So like the other other people and protecting whatever small bit they have left, even though it wasn't anything. And that's something that's that's been going on through throughout time. Mm-hmm. And so MLK, I believe MLK and Fred Hampton tried to again talk about these these social issues and tried to say actually. We're doing everything we can. It's not the, the fault doesn't lie with us per se. It lies with the system. Um, more to Fred, uh, Fred Hampton's point, the capitalist system, in fact, MLK said the same thing. Um, and I think uh, MLK's last speech was undelivered because he was, uh, he was assassinated before he gave this speech. Mm-hmm. He was actually going to talk to uh, working class white people about, about uh you know, again, about the argument of each other, where actually everyone's sort of like in the same boat, and, you know, we should be nice together. Um, again, America has a long history of pitting one group against the other um, for their for their uh, benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you look at slavery, um, you had poor white Americans who were, you know, sort of working the land and whatnot until you had free, uh, free labor, but were slaves... And then they they lost their jobs. So these rich people, these rich farm owners, knew that actually there's going to be a rebellion if these white people and these black and these slaves come together and say, "Do you know what? You treat us like crap. We're going to rebel before you." So what happened was that they actually created a system that said, "Okay, you're poor, blah blah. How about you watch over these black people? So your job is to just watch over these black people, mm-hmm. uh, over these slaves. Sorry, um, and, that, and that gives you a certain amount of power." So, do you know what I mean? The situation is still she, but it could be, it's she, but it could be a slave. Do you know what I mean? So it's that sort of play on things, and um, it's even reflected to, in today's society. Um, so to continue, uh, the FBI infiltrated both MLK and Fred Hampton circles, got close to assassinated both of them. Um, in the case of Fred Hampton, he was extrajudicially executed. Um, there's a bit in the manner, I don't know if you noticed it, but... Um, there's a police officer that said that he looks like he could survive. Again, I'm paraphrasing. It's not exact, but it was something like that. Oh, he looks like he could make it out. Yeah. So then they. And then, yeah, they shot him twice in the head, mm-hmm. and they said, "Okay, oh, cool. Now he's never going to get up again, right?" Yeah. Um, that's actually something that was. So there was a court case about this, right? And I think the court was being. So another court. So um, I don't know if it was the state or FBI. The FBI will actually it was the FBI. The FBI were being sued uh, for. $47.7 million mm-hmm. and the settlement was something like 18 I can't remember, it was probably 18 million or wasn't it not 1.8 million yeah 1.8 million that's the one, so 1.8 million um you know, which which goes to show you how just how unfair the system is because you have someone who's been extrajudicially killed, blah blah um you have people that are charged with, um, uh, what's it called, trying to murder cops. Um, I can't remember the exact, I can't remember the name by name, like, um, the exact definition to use, but yeah, it was attempted, attempted murder of cops in the house where, you know, only one person had a gun in the house. Um, but everyone was charged with that same crime, X, Y, and Z. And that still goes on to the society where, you know, even if even we have cameras and stuff like that, and yeah, uh, we really need to look at um, George Floyd and his, his treatment. People are adamant that you know, if someone kneeling uh, someone kneeling on the neck of another human being, women 
um, will cause uh, severe, severe uh, trauma and, and, you know, can probably lead to death and stuff like that. So you still get that even today, mm-hmm. um, where you have some society that absolutely trust the police, the matter what, and then you have you know, minorities like black people who say, uh, yeah, we know the police are therefore a force of good. However, our treatment of it has been very, very different. Our lived experience is very, very different from what you think. So when people say, oh, go to the police for help, you're like, so please, they're, gonna, they're not going to protect me and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Again, that stories about happening in the US. Like, um, like just, just to touch upon that, innit? like, I don't think, like, I, I find it hard that anyone could watch this kind of movie and watch some of the scenes that we have seen in the last year and a bit and mm. not understand the plight of black people in America and black people around the rest of the world. Like, it boils down to the government back then was so fearful of black people getting equality. Yeah. yeah. Not e- like I said, like, I don't know what a quote is, but someone was just like, you know, the rest of the world should be happy that black people just want to be treated equal. We don't actually want revenge. Yeah. We don't want to flip the tables and like, you know, make everyone else our slaves. Like we still just true. want to be treated equally. And I can't see how someone can watch this and not understand and still not understand that. Like the government was assassinating and arresting and making people that, you know, were fighting for change and fighting for positive change disappear. And even now, like you still have situation. Like, um, I don't know if I talked about this last year, it was just something that I spoke to with Dell about. Yeah. There was this mm. couple, they bought like an apartment for, let's say $400,000. Yeah. Mm. And they spent $400,000 to do up the property and make the property really nice to sell on. Mm-hmm. So just obviously, if someone's invested about 400 grand in a property, you would expect the, the the value of the property to go up by like, you know, at least two, mm-hmm. maybe 300,000 pounds, yeah? Mm-hmm. One of the real estate people that came to like review how much the property was worth now only valued it at an extra hundred thousand. So let's say now five hundred thousand. So obviously these lot were, these people were pissed off, yeah. So the couple went and um you know got it re um checked again. But this time around they got their white friend to pretend like the they owned the house, they owned the building. Yeah. Did the value not go up by nearly half a million? I, I think I read that story as well. Um, there's also another. There's a, it's funny you said. There's also another story that happened in the UK. I believe after the UK, where you had a mixed race woman with. Uh, she was sorry, 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 she wasn't mixed race. I think she was just from another country. Yeah. Um, that country and her husband. They both took out separate mortgages and stuff like that. But her treatment was. Uh, she's actually she's been in the UK for 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. But her treatment of finding property. Or, or even get mortgages and stuff like that was vastly different from her her, her, um, her partner. Yeah. Even though they had the exact same job, exact same wages, um, only thing was that she was from another country, but living in the UK for fifteen years. Do you know what I mean? So she has credible. Um, she has. She has uh, a, credible she information. Has, she has a documents in history and blah blah. Yeah. She so, has her documents. She has a right. She, she has everything. She has everything in in order. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And her experience was so much different from her husband's. And she, again, she treated it as 
oh, he's just always lucky. And until she went through this experience, and she was like, actually, it's more than luck. It's, it's it has to be. Like, what other reason could there be besides me not being uh, British? Do you know what I mean? Someone could say that oh, it's because you're not British. It's because you're not British that you know you have to go through these extra hoops, X, Y, Z, blah, blah. But you get many stories like that, and even black, black British people, black English people go through very very similar experiences and stuff like that so you know what i mean if it's if it's not racism you tell me what it is do you know what i mean um yeah. so to to carry on um both mlk and fred hampton spoke about the trappings of capitalism and this is at a time where the u.s was at all vietnam russia and other communist countries so vietnam was a communist country and even the whole vietnam war when you look at it was literally America wanted to stop communism. They tried to separate, and with some success, actually managed to, you know, have Christians in at one part of Vietnam actually oppose, um, you know, the, the, the communist regime in, in Vietnam and stuff like that, just, which is what led to the whole um, Vietnam War, because it was like, okay, there are these people who want to break away from, from communism. Who are we to say no to them? Let's go help them out, or help them out of uh, commas and blah, blah. Go to Vietnam and, you know, the Vietnam is, is now the point. Well, obviously, we've moved on from there, but there are still places in Vietnam where you have, you literally can't walk by because there are unexploded mines there and whatnot. Um, they have all these things happening, so you can see just how, you can see why MLK and Hats were treated differently. It was like, it wasn't just because they were speaking out against capitalism and whatnot, it was also because they were black. They were seen as less than a blah blah. How dare you be this upty, this upty black people now trying to you know change our change our system and blah blah. Mm. Um, and also you have people that said that oh, can you imagine one day you know your your daughter comes home with a black boy? What would you do then? Yeah. And blah blah. And it's 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 a very very real um experience. I mean, even even in today's society, when I've been giving the famous picture where you had all these black guys who I think were going to problem with all these white girls. Mm. And so I said that, like, you have loads of comments like, oh, if I wish I had my shot, if I had my shot, my mommy, this wouldn't have happened. Or, or things like, oh, we know how this is going to lead to, like, you know, teenage pregnancies and what, blah, 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 blah. So you, have, you still have all these people that still say, you know, that still are unaccepted that, you know, black people, black Americans, yeah have every right to, you know, marry whoever they want to marry and blah, 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 blah. And that the stereotype is actually, oh, black people are, you know, are lazy, are thugs and blah, blah, blah. Actually, you have a lot of successful black people. Do you, do you know what I mean? And why see them as that? If this person is successful, they haven't done anything against the law, why is it that you have this issue with them? Why? So you still write the uh, right issue of... Uh, the, say, the saying goes, um, black people only got started labeled with the lazy tag when they stopped working for free. Yeah, literally, literally. Um, so then about Fred Hampton, Fred Hampton's son, Fred Hampton Jr. is the only child of Fred Hampton and is currently the president um, and chairman of the Pris Prisoners of Conscious Committee and the Black Panther Party Clubs. Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Wait, it's, like... it's, interesting, isn't it? it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, when you look at... I mean, even if you look at politics today, I'll talk about American politics especially, right? When you look at people like, you know, Bernie Sanders, AOC, uh, Rashida Tlaib, um, Ilham Omar, 
I am a Presley even, um, even Nina Turner. Um, some of these names will be unfamiliar to you, right? But I'm just, but when you look at these people, right, the kind of change that they talk about is just again something very, very similar to the Black Panther, Black, Black Panther Party movements. Um, not in terms of you know outright socialism, but you know a way to socialize healthcare and other and other things just to get people you know put people on the on the, on the level uh, playing field. Um, I mean, these are basic things that in the UK we have. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So why is it why is, why is it that it's so hard for America, which is you know one of the richest countries in the world, to still have a system where in today's society, you can have you can be riddled with student debt and be bankrupt with student debt. You can be bankrupt from um, um, hospital hospital fees. Um, it just it doesn't make sense. The country that's so rich and stuff like that, I don't think it's fair for people to still have this sort of archaic, archaic system where you know what I mean if you are unable to pay your medical fees because you've you know for whatever reason you signed the wrong or you signed uh. Uh, an insurance policy that doesn't cover a certain thing. Like, could you imagine, like, okay, you go shout, you go um, sign an insurance policy that says you are covered for, I don't know, bad knees, but for whatever reason you've you've had an accident that you need surgery in the hand, and you have you've like for whatever reason you haven't covered your hands. Yeah. Then what they pay is out of pocket, and you can be bankrupt from that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas in the UK, for example, and other um, developed countries, um, you don't have that issue. Like if I was to have hurt my hand right now, I could easily go to go to NHS. They'll do everything, and then I, I don't have to pay anything out of pocket. Do you know what I mean? I can go to like, I could hurt myself really badly in some way, play Mario football, whatever. Go to hospital as not an issue. Do you know what I mean? I don't have to be bankrupt from medical fees, um, X, Y, Z. It's just basic things. Um, you know, when people talk about socialism, again, it's seeming very, very bad light, but actually, the socialism that, um, that AOC, Bernie Sanders, talk about is what's called um, social democracy, which basically works within capitalism. It just says that. Yeah, we could we could yeah, we could work in this capitalist society. All we need is all we want, ideally, is that people are paid a fair wage. I mean, why not? You know what I mean? Productivity productivity has increased like something like three hundred percent since since um like the nineteen seventies or something like that. Yet when you look at when you when you just for inflation or something like that, people are actually doing a lot worse than that, even though productivity has increased, which means CEOs now um again something like three hundred times the um, employee salary, but the employees themselves are working on, you know, are living on a wage that doesn't support them enough. So they have to work two jobs, sometimes three jobs, just to be able to pay bills and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and so, you know, just just simple common sense things like that actually save money. X, Y, and Z. They don't have to worry about people becoming homeless and whatever, and then that's a whole other issue and whatnot. Um, I mean, no one ever complains. I mean, an example of socialism, for example, is that when you pay your taxes, your taxes go towards pay to go towards building roads. Do you know what I mean? In the UK, that's something that we don't even have to think about. We pay our council tax. You expect that you expect that to go towards your community in some way, shape, or form. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's yeah. to fill in potholes, whether it's to pay for um, pay for pay for police officers, um, like even even having the Christmas lights up and stuff like that. Some of that goes towards that. That we'd, we'd have to think about that. That comes out of 
pockets, blah, blah. It's not free because we're in tax work right, and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's about, you know, privatizing the, privatizing the um, firefighters because, do you know what I mean? God forbid that my house is on fire, I'm not insured, and then your house is on fire, uh, your house is catching fire, and that's insured. Okay, which, which one are going to put out? Just that house? Yeah. You know, just, just the house that's been insured? No, you put out both houses because you can save that one house, but the fire that the fire in my house is gonna just gonna burn our spiral it's gonna spiral control and end up you know damaging everything else around it. So 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 socializing for commas. And you don't have the issue. Americans don't complain about that. They don't complain about the police. Um you know, being privatized because again, they're not privatized, they're socialized. They, they don't complain about the military being the same. All the taxes go towards the military, things like that. So, it's cool sense things. And um, obviously, this goes into a lot more detail than just what I'm talking about, which I won't cover. Others we could be here for absolute hours. <laughs> so, I'll leave, I'll leave it there. Just say that um, Fred Hampton, MLK, and other leaders um, were looking for were looking for equality within. Black communities, mainly black communities, but also uplifting other communities um, in their in their own struggle. Mm. So, have, have we rated this? I don't I don't remember if I I, I gave I gave, I gave it three piece before before I before I went on my spiel because yeah, <laughs> I knew we're gonna be here around this. Yeah, um, I give this a three piece as well. Um, it's definitely like I said, it's definitely something that people should check out. Um, again. Obviously, I know that Wikipedia is not the be end and end all of all information, but from what I've read um, from um, Fred Hampton's Wikipedia and a little mm. bit of um, Billy's Wikipedia, like it seems like they've stuck um, to as as truthful to the story as possible. Um, mm. And yeah, people should check check this out. Um, Ooh, one more thing, one more thing. So, just a little detail, case my head. So. Um Again, one thing that I like about the story was that um, William O'Neill, um, after he gave, uh, I can't remember the name of the documentary he gave, um, but after the documentary, he basically committed suicide. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the documentary. The thing documentary was called... Uh, I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to find it. Keep talking. Uh, I'll find it in a second. All right. So right now I was looking for that. Eyes, um, eyes on the prize to you. Eyes and a prize too. Thank you. So he had an interview where you know they talk about his experiences with uh, Fred Hampton and being an FBI informant, things like that. Um, he said that he wasn't a part of the Black Panther Party movement. Um, he was just an informant, X, Y, and Z. Um, but you could tell that the reason why he committed suicide was because he was ultimately unhappy with the things he did and the things that led to you know, those Fred Hampton being shot, but a whole host of people being shot because yes, it's fair enough to say that okay, maybe he didn't care, he just wanted to be paid and you know, have his family charged off and stuff like that. But these were real people he was interacting with. These were people who he was listening to the messages and stuff like that. He might not have been part of it, but because he was for the very fact that he was in the same room as them and sort of knew them and they you know, he even went through the ranks of, you know, like because he was in security and stuff like that, he even went through the ranks of being promoted to uh to you know a higher status in um in the black Panther party for illinois so you can't just be promoted like that and not you know at some point feel like you have some sort of relationship with these people yeah. there do you know what i mean and he was 17 at the time and a civ- and a civilian it was like he was a trained 
um, he was a trained police officer to, you know, know when to sort of not, again, sort of, de- de- I don't know if deprogram is the right word, right word to use, but desensitize himself or um, have something that stopped him from being emotionally attached to the people surrounded, uh, he was surrounded with. But I could tell that, you know, his experience was so bad that he actually ended up committing suicide. So that's something to also think about that, you know, the FBI stuck this young kid, that's a young kid, he was 17, stuck in, in a situation where a lot of was being shot at and stuff like that as well. So, by, by the police. So, you know, jumping all those two, so it also works on the human psyche and sort of understanding that, again, he was, he's not completely blameless because obviously he did have those felony charges for a reason. Um, but at the same time, him being invoked to do this in X, Y, and Z, you can sort of see, you know, how that plays in the human mind and whatnot. Again, very, very good watch. Check it out. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good one. I, I, like, there's certain elements of um, Billy's character's, like, I don't begrudge him. Like, I can't, like, especially back in those times, yeah, where, again, like, don't get me wrong, he, he was a mad snake in it, but, like, yeah. if he had got thrown in jail back then, there's a chance that his five years or six years, whatever sentence, could have ended up being him being in jail for life, or they could have done what they did, did to his their, the other guy that got shot in the hospital, move him, mm. in like like he could potentially die, and they're gonna have him killed. Like, so I kind of like I'm not obviously not happy, but I kind of understood why you took that deal. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was just a bit infuriating watching it at times, or not infuriating, yeah. maybe upsetting at like some of the shit that people had to go through back in the past, like. I like I, said, I I would not have survived back then at all. Like I would have said something, mm. but obviously again with the mind mentality and mindset that we have now to go back then where you're used to you know <laughs> your freedoms, the freedoms that you enjoy yeah, now. Like, like are you like yeah? I would have got myself killed like ASAP. Anyway, all right. So enough of that. We're gonna move on to One Division. Um, I want to let Martin take the charge of that. Yeah, you you have. Uh, 10 minutes to, you and BT have gone through like the rabbit hole <laughs> and your theories are twisting and everything in this episode man so I want to give you 10 minutes and I want to get say I, I'm going to interject here and there uh, and mm. I want to start wrapping up so WandaVision episode 7 I want to say uh, yeah. Breaking the Fourth Wall was the title of this episode yep. Yep. Um, yeah let's get to it like alright what before we go to the rabbit hole? What's your service episode thoughts on this episode, and how would you rate it? Um, I still give it a three piece. Okay, I, I basically the whether half chicken or three piece. So I think I'll give it a three piece because um, we see that okay. So first things first is twenty tens. Um, so it's become more modernized. You can see straight away the sort of like the four four breaks here and there, which which ties in very very well with the with the episode. Um, the fourth will break also from when, you know, you have uh, Monica Rambeau coming back to the, coming back to the, coming back to Westview. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, as you see, uh, the reveal, I'll, I'll go into detail about the reveal later on, but that reveal at the end, I was like, you freaking snake. It was you all along. Like, oh, that was, that was good at the end there. Um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, looking at um, Vision and Darcy, and you know things being explained to me, he's like, "Oh wow, so all this is happening." All I can remember is Blair. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I give it, I give it a three piece. So, so it was good. Um, I, I, this was the worst episode for me in terms of like I felt it was like very anticlimactic. Oh, yeah. Um, I was disappointed that like we didn't find out who provided that truck. Like it was all the hype about this mystery man, and then we get some next commander deliver it. Obviously, you know that's probably not the person that they're referring to, but I'd have liked to yeah. see who you know did the truck like who works with shield i'm um, not shield who works with sword um mm. so that was a bit disappointing um like it was nice seeing uh monica getting her powers um or mm-hmm. showing more that she's getting her powers uh it's like theory confirmed <laughs> do you know what i mean literally that's what, that's what i was like theory confirmed theory confirmed yeah, yeah. and um yeah there's a lot of theories confirmed this episode but i just felt like oh like I was like, mm, all right, cool. That's interesting. Like, again, we've been, we've been, we've been saying that Agnes is gonna be Agatha Harkins for so long that when they finally revealed it, I was like, oh, I knew that already. But like, it was still like, oh my gosh, like she killed Sparky. Like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of evil? Um, but yeah, because she's believable as well. Because I mean, again, she has that name, right? So you'd expect her to feel 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 aligned with her um, combo counterpart. But just the fact that even in the last episode, you know when she's had traffic lights and whatnot, right? And she's acting like, you know, that wonders powers are working on her. I'm like, she knew this. Like, obviously, it gets revealed in this episode. They're like, wow, you try hard, friggin' you. <laughs> ah, it was mad. It was absolutely crazy. Um, so, yeah, let me know when you're ready for me to uh, run through these... Uh, comments because these are literally our, our thoughts as we're watching it all right yeah you have 10 minutes from now all right so like i said wonders breaking the fourth wall and highlights that fear and getting the best of us um like you know intentionally expanding on the fourth wall uh we quote for us that's that's actually something that she said in the series and it makes sense because sorry in this episode it makes sense because she did expand the wall um and also that wall is also the fourth wall because you know, she has a TV show and stuff like that. Um, there's the outside world looking in and whatnot. And then, obviously, like I said, Boko Rambo going through that wall, breaking that, like, literally breaking that wall, breaking that fourth wall um, to then confront her and things like that. That was pretty interesting. Um, I said that the games were flicking between new and older controllers. Mm-hmm. So we saw that the twins were also playing and the controllers went from a GameCube controller to one of those joystick controllers. Yeah. Um, so it showed that the miniverse was changing more frequently, mm-hmm. which means that we're sort of out of um, Wonders Control. Um, it was also interesting that her break for the day was also affecting the broadcast to the outside world, mm-hmm. which which is essentially like a, a director saying, ah, oh, of course, we're going to go on a hiatus or something. Yeah. Um, so nothing to see here, production's closed and whatnot. Um, what we saw that Wonder trusted Agnes more and more, right? As, as from episodes one all the way down to this episode, episode seven, we see there was a slow trusting of Agnes, um, which was again something that I touched on last episode. Um, I said that Nexus because so the advert was Nexus, right? And so um, I said Nexus because the world doesn't revolve around you. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I said maybe um, Wonder's just control of her powers or is not in control in the first place, but it's allowed to control certain elements of it now. Um, T said in the Marvel Comics, Nexus, the Nexus is a cross-dimensional gateway which provides a pathway to find 
sorry, to any and all possible realities. This, mm-hmm. this includes realities between realities. Nexus beings are rare individual entities with the ability to affect probability and thus the future, thereby altering the flow of the universe, uh, universal time stream. Nexus beings are washed over by cosmic forces such as the time variance authority. They'll be appearing in Loki. So, boom. Right now, here we we now know the time between, you know, um, WandaVision and the new Loki movie that's coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, Nexus beings also have the potential to produce unbelievably powerful offspring. there can be only one Nexus being per universe, a scholar which is a Nexus of is a Nexus being of Earth six one six, which is the main Marvel uh, comics universe. So that is interesting. I didn't even know one there was a Nexus being, which explains so much. Um, so I said, who's the voice that spoke to her? This is when you know she speaks. To, she sort of speaks to the floor floor, and there's a response. Yeah, that was, um, that was Agnes. That was revealed. Yeah, that was Agnes. That was yeah. revealed to us. Um, and for what reason? Um, I go. Right. So, I mean, when I say Agnes is quite an insight, maybe she's not currently in that state of mind like last episode. Why is that the case? That she's not in that state of mind where, you know, she's. I saw last episode. She was very when, um, vision touched the head. We saw that, yeah, she was panicking and stuff, and she was crying and whatnot. Why is that? Why is that not the case in this episode that was revealed to us as well? Yeah. Um, Monica's eyes are glowing. Is that her powers manifesting? Her confrontation with Wanda has confirmed it. Mm-hmm. So this is literally, as I was watching, I was like, oh, why is that? Why is her eyes glowing? I was like, ah, cool. Like, you know when Wanda picks her up and is uh, levitating her through the air, and she breaks through of that as she lands, and you just see light come out of her feet. I was like, confirmed. So he said um, the golden blue eyes and black and white outfit reference to the comic costume. Um, she's known as Photon Slash Spectrum, mm-hmm. and at one point she is Captain Marvel. Um, her powers include energy absorption, generation, and manipulation. That's why she can see the electromagnetic spectrum in the in the um, world Wonder's created. Or we assume that Wonder's created, and that will also translate to outside the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so to read more of T's notes. Um, Wonder's tone, as she says, previously on Wonder Vision, has been getting less and less enthusiastic each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's probably due to her fight with uh, Vision, Vision not being around her so much. Um, who is would she her support? Um, there's a model family in the office. Um, um, right, opening credits. Um, so one title card says, "I know what you're doing, Wonder." So that's a um, nod to that. Again, to show that it's you know brought to the 2010s. Um, we said the expert ratio widens to full screen as Vision breaks inside the hex, similar to what does her hex expanded or Vision mind, Vision's mind expanded beyond Westview. Also, the hex in the real world is widescreen, so it's a cinematic MCU. Wanda says to the twins, you're counseling me to have all the answers, right? Well, I don't. I have no answers. I'm starting to believe that everything is meaningless. Um, you're welcome to draw your own conclusions based on what's here or what's there. Um, with T was here, he'd be able to... Uh, Go into more detail with that. Um, he's he's also mentioned that every podcast and YouTube reviewer, when the um, aerospace engineer is revealed to be just some random new character with no comic book history, Major Goodner, that could be that could be someone who's like a Deus uh, Ex Machina, so someone who's just there to drive the story forward um, and sort of get the writers out of the block that they might have. Um, 
She also says that while pushing through the barrier, Monica hears voices. Her mum, Maria, talks about not wanting to leave Monica due to the mission being too dangerous, presumably talking about a mission to space. Mm-hmm. Then Monica replies, maybe I could fly up and meet you halfway. Nick Fury says, only if you learn to glow like your aunt Carol. Yeah. Um, that's Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. <clears throat> her mum, Maria, what is saying, Edward, the most powerful person I knew. When Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, says, your mum is lucky. When they were handing out kids, they gave her the toughest one. Uh, this is both reference to her currently gaining her abilities and not to her taking on the mantle of Captain Marvel in the comics. Yeah. Um, these clips have been taken from the Captain Marvel movie from various points in its uh, runtime, as you'll see if you if anyone wants to go back and watch any of the Captain Marvel um, movies, you'll hear those specifically. Um, Vision of Darcy being delayed as reminiscent of a similar scene in the Truman Show when she's trying to leave town but keeps coming across road closures and other blockages. Mm-hmm. Um, we hardly see the twins in this, um, to be honest, besides, you know, when the controls are changed or whatnot, um, they do make a of appearance, and same actually goes for Pietro. Um, T continues, Rabbit is, is named Senior Scratchy, one of the nicknames or pseudonyms for the devils, Mr. Scratch or Old Scratch, Mephisto, perhaps? Um, it has also been speculated that the postman is Mephisto disguised, keep and watch. He has a rabbit symbol on his hat, he witnessed the conversation between Wonder and Monica, but didn't seem too phased by it. I was last seen headed in the same direction as Wanda and Agnes after the computation. Alternatively, Nicholas Scratch is the name of Agatha's son in the comics, uh, who she is often at odds with. I was also predominantly a fool of the Fantastic Four and Hellcats, uh, sorry, Hellcats, aka Patricia Walker, who appeared in Netflix's Jessica Jones, which Marvel Studios have just regained rights to. Um, so could Agatha have transformed her son into this rabbit in an attempt to keep him captive, or am I reading too much into this? <laughs> so that's his web, that's a good old rabbit hole. Um, the fly on the curtain, Mephisto's first appearance in the court was in the form of a fly. Uh, could this be Mephisto in disguise? So, <laughs> so that's interesting because when you look at um, even even Christians today, I mean, but, um, like again, crazy conspiracy theorists out here, they'll say something like, oh, we saw a fly land on, or we saw, um, for example, Hillary Trump was uh, had a fly around her, blah, blah, that's the sign of the devil, blah, blah. So that's also a tie into the devil, so in this case, Mephisto. Um, um, T actually called that Agatha was going to be in control in some shape or form um, all this time, but just tying it in was was a bit uh, crazy. Was was you know was we were trying to piece together how that tied in together. So she sent Pietro. Um, that's one. She was acting when she met Vision. Um, Nana, you called her a red heron last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, she killed Cricket Sparky, which you mentioned. Um, there's a lot of villain can do and get away with. This is T's words, by the way. There's a lot of villain can do and get away with, but you kill a dog and you go too far. Even though Vader found redemption, even though Anakin killed all those younglings during the Jedi Purge, but he never killed a dog, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, and post credits, Quicksilver says, uh, Stoop is gonna stoop, which makes sense now because Mephisto, um, sorry, which makes sense now because Agnes has been sort of doing the most in this. Um, being behind the scenes, snooping at everything that she does, and sort of um, directing what happens in in the in Westview, um, and yeah, Mephisto again being in disguise, as in Agnes p- could potentially be Mephisto in disguise. Um, but I doubt that's the case because of what Tito has already mentioned here. And that's it. Oh, eleven minutes. Okay, so <laughs> actually require a bit there. Um, yeah, like mm. again, at least we know that the next two episodes should be like 
I want to say action packed, but there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen, like to get resolved yeah. and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, any, anything else you want to say on One Division before we, we call it, bring it to end? Nope, I am I am completely spent here. <laughs> All right, calm. All right, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. We're gonna have a lot of different things to review for you next week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed. Um, if you like this content, please share with your friends. If you have an iPhone device, please um, give us a review on Apple Podcast as it helps with our visibility and helps to get more people to show um, to find us. Um, and yeah, but without further ado, and you know, I didn't even start out here. I should have just done that. But yeah, uh, Martin, without further ado, say bye to the people. Bye, everyone. Catch you next time. All right, guys. First listening. Uh, check us out all the different socials. Um, yeah, catch you guys next week. Bye bye now. Thank you.